Hello and welcome once again to episode 135 of Code Completion. We're a group of iOS developers and educators hoping to share what we love most about development, Apple technology, and completing your code. My name is Dimitri and I'll be your host once again for this episode and I'm joined today by my fellow completionist, Spencer. Hey there. And uh, back with us after a, a long time gone is Fernando. Hello, hello. Uh, so uh, today is our WWDC special uh, episode where we just kind of uh, record for way too long and go over everything <laughs> that was discussed. Um, uh, so there is a, a literal wall of notes that I took during the keynote. And for the first time I missed like par- bits and parts of it. And that was a very weird experience for me um, because I have a child that I'm now raising uh, and that child is more important than the keynote. Who'd have thunk? Uh, so I, I had to step away for, for more than a few moments. Uh, so I might have personally missed some things, which is fun and exciting. Uh, because I'll get to hear about them for the first time here. Um, but what are your guys's, like views of the keynote this year? How did it go for you? <laughs> Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> um... I swore it was going to be an hour, so I didn't actually plan for two hours. <laughs> Since when has the keynote been an hour? Really? I don't know. In my mind, it was like, it just, parts of it just blur, so it feels like an hour sometimes. But no, of course, it was two hours. Um, I'm really digging the editing. It has grown on me. Like, I used to really, really enjoy the live aspect of it, mm. but I can see, like, they they got a flow now going with the editing really really nice um some transitions were like genuinely amazing um, very creative this time around not not creative. like fo- photorealistic moving a camera around but like let's have fun with these shapes yep yep so very enjoyable overall i won't get into like the nitty-gritty we'll have plenty of time for that uh overall i'm mostly satisfied with everything in general. You got your money's worth? No. <laughs> but Not even one dollar. It's so hard to satisfy free. <laughs> exactly. Where's my dollar? Uh, but it was it was good. I, I got excited for a few things. There's a, a lot to discuss. So what else can I ask for, which is for free, I guess. Spencer? Yeah, I thought it was good overall. Um, it, it was long, and I thought it was interesting that they were able to cram... Uh, four operating systems into an hour and then the last one into the last hour. <laughs> uh, like good improvements, but, and like uh, personally, uh, one surprise that I was not expecting that we talked about last week that we'll talk about this week too. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was good and satisfactory. Yeah. And uh, slightly depressing price wise, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, let's dig in with the cheapest products of the yes. announcements. Uh, and Apple really wasted no time. They're like, well, people really want Macs. Let's just give them the Macs and move on. Um, mm. And that's what they did. They just served us a platter of MacBook Airs on and MacBook Air, uh, I guess. Uh, and we have a new MacBook Air, 15 inches. Who saw that coming? Definitely not the entire Apple sphere. Yeah, but it's got some good things. It, they said liquid retina, or they said like liquid retina display. I don't know. That if it means was like curved XPR. corners. Oh, is that all that means? Mm, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So 500 nits brightness, slightly brighter. I don't know if the M1 MacBook Air is 300 or 400. Um, I think right around so, that ballpark. Yeah. It's not super bright, but still the M2 chip, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I guess we're not quite at the point of having an M3 yet. Yeah. Um, that's what all the rumors were saying, right? That this yeah. MacBook Air would have an M3. Yeah. So that was slightly shocking, but yeah, I mean, like six speakers, three uh, three microphones, 1080p camera, still not, you know, I mean, I guess it's not 720p, but still it could be <laughs> 1440p. I don't know. We're <laughs> now yeah. at full HD. Yeah. And it's like 11.5 millimeters, so pretty, pretty small. And it's got the, uh, I think the 13-inch um, the, uh, MacBook Air, the latest one is also like that, but it kind of has... The new de- design language it's not a wedge like the m1 and previous macbook airs so looks good and it has some good colors where's I my totally the colors shuffle? what oh, are the it's, colors it's um dark, whatever space gray silver like starlight. midnight blue yeah and starlight i think yeah. so but the midnight blue is good it's like a dark uh navy hmm. i would i would definitely get that interesting um, We're getting closer to the Apple of old with like a plethora of like colors. Mm-hmm. This is Good. a step in the right direction. I yeah. like it. And the yeah. IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? If yeah. like I would kill for like an orange MacBook Air. That's not cool. gold. That's yeah. not gold. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As someone who has purchased the gold color that is very disappointing, um, it is not orange. It's technically orange. Uh, but it's like the the pukiest of oranges, um, and I I am not content with that. Uh, yeah. I g- gave it a fair shot for a whole year, uh, but the orange case just makes it look not or not even colored because it's just so <laughs> muted, uh, by comparison. Um, but yeah, so these MacBook Airs twelve ninety nine, uh, very reasonable for what it is. I think they're gonna sell yeah. a lot of these. Uh, 18 hours of battery life, I think we missed. Um, $11.99 for education pricing, which is yep. nice. Uh, and you can order them today and they ship next week, right? Yep. Moving on. Uh, we got a chunkier uh, Mac that's getting an update. And this is very surprising because it indicates that the Mac Studio was not a one-off product, uh, which I think a lot of people were expecting, just like the iMac mm-hmm. Pro was pretty much a one-off product. Uh, people are expecting the Mac Studio as being like that stopgap uh, as an interim between like the product lines. Uh, but it's back and it's back with an M2 Max and an M2 Ultra. Uh, lots of speed improvements over uh, the M1 Max uh, and M1 Ultra. Uh, I think for the CPU, the M1 Ultra to the M2 is 20% faster for the CPU, 30% for the GPU, and 40% for the neural uh, engine. Uh, so that's quite a good increase. Uh, as we expected, 192 gigabytes of RAM for the max, yeah. uh, not max, for the maxed out ultra. Oh gosh, these words. Um, <laughs> 22 streams of 8K ProRes for those who need that many 8Ks. Um, that's a lot of Ks. Yeah. Uh, and HDMI 2.1. Yeah, so that's getting upgraded just like the, the MacBook Pros. Uh, yes. And six Pro Display XDRs for all the space on your desk to just be consumed by monitor. 
Uh, More so. than 100 million pixels. I was shocked when they said that. I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of pixels. And, and a lot of money, six too. Ti- six times yeah. a second, a 10-bit. 60 times a second. A lot more than six. Um, <laughs> and it's it's starting at the same 1999. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's the old. Cool. Ultra runs at thirty nine ninety nine. No, yeah, three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's also reasonable for what it is. Uh, we'll get back to this price point in a little bit. Uh, but I just wanted to pause it. Why is Apple still comparing against Intel Max? <laughs> like every single time, they're like, "This is faster than our Intel Mac from four years ago that no one cares about." Um, it's so it does, funny. It's, it's not like, a comparison to anything. We already like, get it. <laughs> it's twelve times faster. Like, yes, of course it is. Yeah, so I think it's... I'll, I'll offer another a different viewpoint. I like <laughs> we all are like into the M chips already, but like the percentage okay. of Apple actual Apple devices out there, especially Macs, is low. Like what? And Fair. it's easy to compare against Intel if it's your own machine. Like, there's no need to take a jab at someone else which they will happily do but I mean, they did for specific the, the 15 inch laptops they did but if you stories. if you if like they didn't mention any specific brand yeah so it was very like ambiguous like the best selling intel laptop that's not ours like whatever that means so if you compare against like old iMacs it's it's an easy comparison an easy win against intel and the keynote is watched by everyone not only tech people so or at least read in like articles that come yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird comparison still to me. Like compared to an active Intel, if you really want to, uh, or don't. Yeah. Like just say they these did. are so fast, you're not gonna notice any anything, uh, which is true to a certain degree. So <laughs> like just just use that. I don't know. What, like it just feels so weird that we're we're how many years down the line and we're still comparing to age-old machines uh yeah. that like it makes sense if like you are saying from the previous generation to this one but like this is two three generations ago of computers and it feels weird that's all yeah i wanted to real quick go back to the what you said about being surprised about um the the mac studio not being a one-off i'm really glad it's not i think it's a very to me it's like super appealing because i've always enjoyed like the mac mini but having one that's more powerful with better io like it's super cool i really want one like if you know if probably the next time i get a computer i'll probably get a mac studio because i'm almost always hooked up to my external monitor and keyboard and stuff and then i have my you know my macbook air when i need to go on the on the go or something so i really like them uh yeah i i'm glad they're sticking around uh, but also there's something new in the works. So uh, it's so new. I... It's so new that like you might've forgotten they got announced because it's very boring in a way, uh, yeah. which is very surprising. I was not expecting that. Uh, no, but go ahead. I was a betting... Yeah. If I was a betting man last week, I would have lost the bet. Uh, new Mac pro, uh, same chassis, same motherboard. They just are removing the Intel socket and, Throwing in an M1 or sorry, an M2 Mac or Ultra. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's basically the same thing as a Mac Studio, except you now get PCI expandability and like eight Thunderbolt ports. So, 
So yeah. back back to the price point that I mentioned. Uh, the yeah. M2 <laughs> Ultra Max Studio is say it with me, thirty nine ninety nine, uh, which is a fair amount. Uh, the Mac Pro with the same configuration, and you get some differences. You get an extra Ethernet port. Uh, you get two extra Ooh. Thunderbolt ports, um, and then a lot of PCI things. Uh, and all of that costs another three thousand dollars because the Mac Pro starts <laughs> at sixty nine ninety nine for the same configuration, uh, which is uh, kind of hilarious to me. Uh, yeah. But let's go over those differences. So yeah, you get one extra ten gigabit Ethernet port, so that's cool. Um, you have uh, two extra Thunderbolt ports, so there's six on the back and two on the top. Um, and you don't need the afterburner card. In fact, they said the M2 Ultra is as powerful as seven uh, afterburner <laughs> cards. So uh, they really downsized uh, the requirements of uh, that processing, uh, just a tad. Um, and then you have a whole bunch of Gen 4 PCIe. I think there were two uh, 16 lane and then the rest were eight lane. Uh, is that correct? Oh. I don't know. I I don't remember. Uh, well, you won't really need all those lanes for very much because uh, the only things you can stick on these things are I/O cards, basically. Uh, so this is like audio uh, audio equipment cards, uh, video capture or display, and this is not a GPU. This is get right. video in and a video out only. Capture card, yeah. Um, and it's not only for capture; like also for driving displays this is very common. Uh, so you can have those. You can have uh, networking cards, which yeah, useful throw in for fiber, gigabit Ethernet, I guess. I I might have a use for that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, not pointing any fingers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mac file sharing probably won't be able to survive that, um, which is hilarious in its own right. Uh, and then you can have just like USB expansion, I guess. So if you need a ton of USB ports, uh, this is your solution. Uh, just get all the USB ports. Um, and yeah, you can get it in tower or rack mount forms. The rack mount is yeah. an extra thousand five hundred, uh, because that's the price you pay for no feet. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. The rails are, are maybe a couple hundred dollars, but they're not that much. Yeah. They're very nice rails, Spencer. Sure. I very guess. nice rails. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can order like everything else you can order today and have it shipped next week. Exciting and also just terribly overpriced. But yeah, that's uh, not a lot to say, honestly. Nope. They, yeah. I think the funny part was that they, it was probably the shortest announcement out of all three of these Macs. It was just like, oh, by the way, we have a Mac Pro. It's Apple Silicon now, PCIe. Okay, bye. And they've moved on. Were they embarrassed? Like, did they have bigger plans and it just did I'm not sure come did, to dude. much? So then they just like, this is our our solution for now, and then we'll come back to it in three to six years. And I maybe I'm surprised that they released it again. I wasn't expecting it. I was definitely expecting them to wait until they had like the extreme chip, whatever that's going to be, the four C die. So basically, two ultras, and then it's like, okay, maybe that's a little bit more warranted, especially for the price, but. It made it to the keynote. If they were embarrassed, it would have been a press release. That's fair. Yeah. Do you remember when they had like press releases for five days in a row leading up to, was it a dubbed up? Um, that was amazing. Yeah. Like all of those were awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess we can only do that once a decade or so. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, uh, that's it for like the the Mac hardware. Uh, there's no other iOS or peripheral hardware at all. Uh, definitely not going to talk about uh, something that we glue to our faces. Um, yeah. But uh, they did take us down uh, memory lane with uh, all the all the apps that they've updated. Uh, starting off with a phone app. Uh, so the phone app got a big upgrade as the most used apps on a thing called a phone. Um, and that's cool, I guess. Uh, we can we can we can customize what contacts look like when they call us uh, for the yeah. thing well, that happens all the time. Do you, is is it like that, or is it the other way around, where you can customize what you look when you ring others? Either that's what way. I understood, right? I think I think so, but either way, it's like. I'm surprised they started out with that. I thought there were some way cooler features uh, in iOS, and then that's what they led with. I'm like, okay. I'll be honest. This is this is such a boomer idea. My dad has told me a hundred <laughs> times, "Hey, I have this great idea. What if I set my own ringtone, and when I call you, it rings that ringtone?" Yeah. Can you make that into an app? It's like this yes. is impossible to like hook into yes. a system like that. But it's like, oh, that's the app that's gonna sell. <laughs> yeah. This is the same thing. I think a couple of things that they showed were like very kind of gimmicky, sort of yeah. like, but they're not bad. I mean, if you have, we're at 17, right? Well, I know. We've definitely plateaued a little yes. bit as far as features go, which is like, it's fine. The phone pretty much does everything you want it to, and, and that's a good thing. So I, I feel like, you know how things like uh have like a logarithmic drop off like they increase quickly and then they start to plateau like that uh and mm -hmm. they do increase but it's like slower and slower and slower uh we did a wonderful thing with mac os 10 we hit mac os 10 and then we stopped updating it we had mac os 10.1.2.3 yeah. and it was ever so smaller updates right i feel like we need to do that again we need another exponential drop off where we can go ahead and just like plateau the version numbers and set expectations that things are just a, a little bit better. It's not like a whole version better, you know? Uh -huh. um, yeah. Like maybe, maybe for the future. Yeah. Apple, think about that. Maybe like well, uh, iOS X. I don't know. <laughs> their versioning is like kind of weird too. Cause like they've merged uh, iOS, iPad OS and tvOS are all on 17, but watch OS is still on 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And iOS 11 could have been when macOS 11 was a thing. Like, those yeah. could have just, like, aligned ever so perfectly. But no, uh, we have to have a, a, a lookup table in the back of our minds to figure this stuff out. Um, Thanks, that's Mac the only Tracker. way. Um, but, yeah, uh, there was a shout-out to vertical text for Japanese and Chinese contacts, which is mm -hmm. cool. I don't know if your yeah. phone needs to be set to Japanese or Chinese. I will find out in six months because I'm not installing a beta. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it for, for that little feature, uh, FaceTime or no phone calls also got a second feature and this one is like way mm -hmm. cool. Uh, yeah. and that is live voicemails. So basically, I don't know if you need to press the button or it just happens automatically. Um, it seems it just happens automatically. Oh, it looked like you, you had to press the button to, you me. might really? need to press the button to see yeah. the text, but uh -huh. I don't think you need what? to press the button to like send it to voicemail. So that way it would happen. Yeah. Or maybe you do. Maybe this is like built on the fact that the voicemail is done by your phone and not by your carrier, uh, oh. which is like a very different thing. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe not. Because I don't remember cell phones ever having like pickup 
during voicemail, which landlines have always had. Yeah, Remember that's a landlines? good point. Like people uh, call vaguely, you, you hear yes. the voice, uh, voice answering machine like out loud for the whole neighborhood to hear, and then you can yeah. pick up the phone and interrupt it. Uh, that's I think this is the first time we're seeing that for cell phones. I'd I'd be fine with getting away from like carrier voicemails because I think that depends on the and... carrier, right? I Probably. don't see my like my carrier here in Mexico being like, oh, you you handle voicemail. I think they they still like hang out. Well, up that's that's what I'm saying. I think voicemail. I think this is Apple handling the voicemail, as in it's picking up the phone call and then oh. just handling the voicemail. Oh, that okay. would be very cool. That'd be fun. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Or they'd sign a deal with all carriers to just like do this on the back end. If if they're doing that, where they pick up and then they pretend to be like voicemail, that would solve my question, which was going to be about localization. Like, mm-hmm. it, it looked great in English. How does it work in Spanish, in Italian, right. in Japanese? If they're picking up, boom, it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. Device, device, on device localization just like goes from uh, speech to text and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, honestly, I think that's really cool. Uh, it's probably mm-hmm. going to allow me to just ignore every phone call, uh, which is like <laughs> yeah. my goal in life, um, yep. which is awesome. Uh, but then voicemail makes a comeback in a way that was completely unnecessary, in my personal opinion, and that is via FaceTime, because there is a superior replacement to voicemail, and that is text messaging. Uh, but you can't do that uh, with landlines, so that's forgivable. But if you're doing FaceTime, you have a text messaging device so a number that text messaging it doesn't make it's any almost sense like you're, it's almost like you're a millennial or something that seems like a very millennial thing to say my my voice recording says please text me I'm not going to pick up the phone <laughs> in nicer oh, words awesome. but it <laughs> yeah. essentially just says like hey I'm unavailable uh, if you need me right away text me I will see that immediately if I'm busy and cannot pick up the phone <laughs> if you leave me a voicemail I'm going to see that in two hours sorry I'll yep. give you a, a scenario where it works. Um, Amy really likes calling her grandparents. And it's a bummer oh. when they don't pick up. She can at record a video least, and send it via yes, iMessage. At the, at the very <laughs> least, she can do that. She, but it's the same interface, right? Yeah, I guess. Fair. Yeah. So, okay. again, th- this comes back to the whole gimmick kind of thing. Like, yeah. Is this great? No. Is it bad? No, so it's like as long as no one leaves me FaceTime voicemails, then I'm okay with that. (laughs) Now I have to do that to me. Hey, it's Fernando again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but like going along with that gimmicky thing, uh, another thing is like they kind of made a big deal out of stickers, which I thought was interesting. Like I've never used stickers once, but I mean, I guess people must use it if it's being talked about in the keynote. Here's my hot take on it. I love WhatsApp stickers. They're great because yeah, you tap okay. it and they're sent. This yeah. whole drag and yeah. drop it into the message, I am <laughs> never, okay. ever to going to. They fair, called it. To be fair, you do not need a drag. You can drag and it's fun to drag. Can you, you don't just need tap? to. You can just tap They called stickers. it. The best part was they called it peel and stick. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so gimmicky, dude. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. Can I, I import my stickers from WhatsApp? If so, I'm game. I, like, I just that, give me a sticker kit. I think that's sticker what we got kit. this year. Um, and yeah. it seems like any app can have stickers now, which is really, yeah. really cool. Uh, based on really? uh, the decrepit iMessage app store, which they hid away 
Uh, yeah. Funny, funnily <laughs> enough, um, not too proud of that moment. Um, but yeah, any app. I don't know if Macs can have stickers. That would be neat if only they shared the same code, Apple. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems like stickers are system wide now. Uh, they have new effects. So there's not only scratch and sniff. Uh, yeah. There is also embossed, uh, like those plasticky stickers, With the accelerometer. Yeah, uh, which awesome. I'm all I'm for it. The the little the change your phone's angle and you see a glimmer. That's awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So iMessage stickers, cool. Is it still called iMessage? No, the app is called Messages. Um, I am yes. born way too long ago. Uh, <laughs> other new things. It got search filters. Very welcome. Uh, you yep, can search more accurately. Uh, there's a catch up arrow uh, for when people are too noisy in a group chat you can just jump to the top i guess um swipe to reply very welcome because tapping holding and trying to get to the reply thing thing. uh, was kind of hard yeah oh no you can like press to to reply right yeah press to reply oh yeah okay 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 and then and then swipe shows you like the edit times which is useful uh not Mm -hmm. the edit times that's notes um the sent times. the sent times yeah so all good transcribed audio messages uh, location cool. sharing yeah. uh, updates. So it's like polish, which is exactly what we want out of like OS releases yeah. at this point. It's just polish and get the get the missing bits. Uh, and that's perfect. Um, as far as new stuff, we have check-in, uh, which is basically a replacement for needing to talk to your parents or whatnot when you're traveling. <laughs> um, and you can just send them a check-in. Uh, and then you don't need to talk to them. Nice. Uh, which is, I think, what everyone might have hated out of that interaction of like needing to tell people that they're leaving and then they've arrived. Uh, you can just let your phone do that, which yeah, excellent, especially when you're too tired to remember after yeah. the 16 hours of travel. Um, I think it's really good, um, especially uh, regarding women. Like yeah. most of the women in my life have that um that back and forth hey i'm leaving this place hey i'm I'm getting to this place especially like my mother-in-law usually leaves my home like really late uh so she's always communicating with my wife hey i just got here like everything is nice having that automated nice polish yeah that's cool yeah but then it's a replacement for actually doing it right like would that this feature is for people who don't want to tell people but need to tell people you know, yeah. otherwise you just sure. tell them, uh, and that's like that's the end <laughs> of it. You've got the option. Yeah. Like you well, wanted to, well, you wanted to communicate and have a conversation. But, you're using this as an excuse to talk to them. So you're saying, "Hey, I'm home," and then you can get on a phone call. The check-in no, 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 thing the, is for when you don't want to talk to them. The benefit is having the location and being late. Oh so yeah, if I guess you so. don't like, that's good. Mm-hmm. If you oh, don't yeah, respond, showing... you do get location, battery, and everything, which is really neat. Yeah, it's like a, a a plan B, I guess. Yeah, and Didn't I, it show something like if they were on like their expected path or something, like the expected route home or something. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got some good features in there for sure. Jokes aside, I think this is a legitimately good uh, feature. Uh, I do think it was made for introverts by introverts. <laughs> um, that's just me. Uh, but Probably. like, definitely going to see a lot of use uh, by a wide variety of people, um, and that is always welcome. Uh, it's like the yep. TV, like the the late night TV ads. Whenever you see people like 
really fumbling popcorn. Like they shouldn't have any <laughs> any problem fumbling that popcorn. That's because that that product is made for not them. Uh, but the only way they can sell it is to show an able person uh, being a buffoon on TV, and that's how they're going to sell their products when it's actually meant for people who have v- much more specific needs, and this like fits that to a T. Uh, but it's a much smaller group. Uh, so I think this is one of those features. It has the the silliness associated with it um, from like the obvious point of view, but then uh, when you dig into it, it's going to have a lot of very specific uh, and very welcome uh, use cases, which I think is awesome. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, oh, you can make stickers out of emoji, uh, finally, uh-huh. I guess. Uh, and you can also make stickers out of your own photos, which is another finally, I guess. You can stop using... Uh, that random app that you might have downloaded to do that. <laughs> that you same shouldn't exact have thing. downloaded. Um, yeah. And I feel sorry for the people who made those random apps, uh, but uh, it's now built into the system. So that's, yeah. that's a thing. And then effects. I think we talked about that. You can get embossed, you can get uh, comic effects, whatever. Um, so cool messages. Uh, Airdrop. Airdrop is actually yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. And. Uh, is it? Yeah, dude. It's the same. It's another gimmick. Hey, you know it what, It is son? a gimmick. What if I had my it's, business like, card listen. here and we tap phones but and it's a you gimmick. my business card? It's a gimmick I would actually use instead <laughs> of the stickers. That's why I'm excited. <laughs> this is yeah, what happens they, when you go to a conference, right? You need to be able to bump phones. Like that app that was called Bump available on the first yeah. iPhone <laughs> app store. Uh, app store. Uh, that did just that, except it sent it through the internet because that's how you had to do it back then. Um, and we've yeah. come full circle because now you can start an airdrop locally and you can just walk yeah. away, which is finally. That's how so annoying good, was it waiting for a long video to transfer holding the phones? Now you can just use the internet um, or perhaps yeah. your local Wi-Fi network uh, to just do the rest of it, which is finally. Yeah. I will say, uh, like, I remember seeing an ad for this. This must have been back in, like, I don't know, 2011 or something for, like, an Android phone where you could do the tap thing and it would, you know, you could send photos, like, back-to-back on the phones. So it's, like... And you had to hold them really thing. still. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Via NFC. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. how it would transfer. Yeah. And it's but, better than holding them like this still to still so the IR cameras can align. Yeah, for the IR. <laughs> um, the, that was a, a, a Japanism for a good many decades. Of It's yeah. just that's the way you transfer stuff, um, including oh, did Game Boys do this too? I think Game Boys mm-hmm. did this at one point. Um, oh, yeah, dude. The, where you have to like port. hold the yeah. IR ports like yeah. right up to each other and they would what if, transfer very slowly your Pokemon yeah. to, from each other. One of my like earliest memories was doing that at a laundromat with a kid that I didn't know. We both had, you know, Pokemon Red or whatever. It was awesome. Nice. Did your parents <laughs> not talk to you about IR security? Uh, they weren't <laughs> Japanese, so I don't think they knew about it. Um, um so the uh the contra- the contact thing is called name drop, which I think is uh pretty dang good. That's well named. Uh and yeah. Uh uh, I think SharePlay can also be airdropped finally. Uh, and so can all a whole oh, yes. bunch of other Maybe. things and apps. You no longer need to bring up the access, the activity uh, sharing sheet, whatever it's called. Um, and you can just share stuff in an app via a button uh, and you can airdrop right away, which is 
finally. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to mention it uh, later in for, uh, what is it called? CarPlay. Uh, but now you can have like group playlists basically without having to pass the phone around with SharePlay and stuff. I thought oh, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, like in the car. Very nice yeah. welcome addition for like road trips. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just let anyone kind of hijack the audio system with their own phone, which is like, why not at this point? Um, so very cool. I wonder if, I hope it's not going to work like between vehicles. That would be very funny. Uh, just as funny <laughs> as people like airdropping sloths to each other on public transit. <laughs> yes. Um, like just like driving by someone, staying steady with them just long enough to <laughs> to put some some funny tunes in their car. Uh, yeah. I think is going to be very hilarious, but I don't think that would be possible. You probably need no, to interact with it. Um, they've surely thought of that. But yeah, I'm sure there's some funny things that can happen. Like, <laughs> oh, this some funky name is trying to share something with you, and you'll be like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> This accident was caused by an airdrop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, airdrop. Awesome. Uh, another oh. thing that's awesome. Go for it. Sorry. Uh, I think this is in the platform State of the Union, but they talked about some... Oh, are we going to talk about that later? We totally yeah. are. Okay, my bad. I'll, I'll stop. Oh, my God. This is going to be 17 hours long. <laughs> it's just going to be 17 hours. Uh <laughs> But autocorrect is here to save us because apparently they fix autocorrect and I won't believe it until I am trying it. And I'm not installing the betas, I'm telling you. Uh, not on any one machine. Um, but intelligence keyboard. Uh, no, they call this something else. But the keyboard yeah. is more intelligent uh, and my notes are bad. Uh, but autocorrect is more accurate and it learns your text and not other people's text and just infects your phone with like the horrible italics and bold like math symbol fonts that people use like that was that was bad uh and i hope that this means that that is no longer the case but yeah it's more accurate has a new design quick reverts to exactly what you typed which is what you want in most cases learns your spelling mistakes if you wanted to learn your spelling mistakes that is a double-edged sword Totally. Like, oh, it's just Apple fixing the um, autocorrect is like the year of, of Linux. Like, it's supposedly happening every single year and it's <laughs> never coming. I'm sorry, but it is not. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, they did Very make the spacebar do more things. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd use that. Moving on to the next thing they, they got Sherlock. fixed. Uh, in this case, they Sherlocked. Uh, uh, day one is the journaling yep. app uh, that's most popular. Well, now there's a journaling app built into your phone uh, for life's special moments, and it's called Journal. Um, I kind of tuned out at this point, so I don't really know much about it other than the fact that uh, a poop was happening. Um, so that's what I associate <laughs> with journal. Um, I don't mean that in a bad you way. Journal just, that. That's how life's special moments happen, you know? Um, so anything noteworthy? Nope. Feel bad I, for day one. Yeah. I mean, I, ideally, I can see why this is happening. I don't like that Apple's like expanding and expanding and expanding the things that are not strictly relevant to their platform 
Well, they have nothing like, else to do, Fernando. They that's they what have I'm a mountain of bugs the they money. don't want to they don't want to fix. Yeah, uh, but they got to like, make new features. The but investors they keep feeling expect my friends. <laughs> I don't have any friends that they want. But if I did, I'd be like really angry. Like they keep getting into things. They like. Why would you? This doesn't make sense. There's the Sherlocking, and then there's this. This isn't even Sherlocking. Okay, right? so 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 some things to consider. If you are a day one user, you're not switching to this because you have years of sure. stuff in day one. Uh, if you are not a day one user and you never considered having a journal and you saw this thing on your phone by default and it's called journal and you give it a try uh, and it had some limitations and you might actually go search for a better journaling app, which traditionally, at least on... But yeah, uh, if if that happens, then you are likely to like discover a new app in the process. And I think that's happening for a lot of apps that Apple has built as a part of the system. Um, it's just helping users find better apps for the most part. And it's not really Sherlocking those other apps out of existence. I think that obviates the power of defaults. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of users that are going to go down that path, but I'm sure there's like millions more who are going to be like, huh, this is good enough. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They never leave. Well, that's so, fair. I that's don't fair. know. It's complicated. I just wish, like, I don't know. Is it time to break Apple up? Good luck. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And let's I don't not. Think let's so. like. This is not the podcast. It's never going to happen. <laughs> we have a, a million topics, but it just feels like greedy from them. Like it just feels greedy, in my opinion. Uh yeah. I, I, I do. I do disagree. Like, I do think that for the most part. People are not impacted by it very much as far as app developers go. Um, I think it's beneficial to the vast majority of app developers who have gone further than just do the basics uh, and stop to there. Um, because like how many to-do apps still exist, even though Reminders is part of the phone? How many Notes apps still exist? You know, how many calculator apps? Like all of this is basic functionality that's in the phone. It's just these apps, if they do one thing more than that, then they have a niche that they can satisfy and build income around, right? Um, and I think this is kind of introducing people to the idea that you can use your phone as a journal if you haven't done it already. Um, and the some people are going to stick on this, but I do think a lot of people are going to go explore that they wouldn't have explored previously. Um, so it's not necessarily going to take away from anything that, like, other apps have been doing all this time uh nor say, can apple like catch up immediately to all the features that those apps can do right sure i will say this is this is better than usual because it seems to me that they've exposed the engine behind the journal uh which is suggestion kit like mm-hmm. if if it's basically the same thing i'm more than happy that they do their own take on journaling because that way, like, it's very frustrating that you cannot access, like, people from photos on your mm-hmm. own app. Very frustrating. Very frustrating that you can't access the actual rings from your app. Like, those things are things that should be exposed to give everyone, like, a fair uh, chance. So this is a little bit better than usual, which I will I will gladly take. Suggestions get, uh, looks amazing. Uh, talking about things that look amazing, uh, has anyone gone ready to chuck their iHome out the window uh, with a built-in <laughs> oh. iPod dock uh, to now use their iPhone as an alarm clock? 
Uh, this was the last straw. Obviously, <laughs> now is the time. I was on the cusp. <laughs> Apple killing companies left and right. Uh, this time, the iHome, uh, which, if you don't know, uh, the <laughs> iHome a was a product past, from uh, decades ago. I could say decades at this point, right? Um, yes. Where it's an alarm clock. However, it has built-in speakers like alarm clocks tended to have. Um, but this one, you can just put your iPod smack in the middle of it. It would just plug into the iPod uh, and it would play the music off of it. And for those of you who do, don't know what an iPod is, that was a device <laughs> that you carried around with you that just had music on it. Um, and uh, I don't think the standby mode that we are kind of joking around with uh, has music capabilities. Uh, but it it does do the front of the iHome, which is just like time. Um, it's just cool. like when you, yeah, it's like when you put your your watch sideways. It's got that kind of standby mode. Um, it's kind of cool though. You can you know have the alarm clock, but kind of along with this, you've got widgets, and the widgets are now interactable. So you could check off reminders or something. I mean, I've got my phone sitting on a MagSafe thing right here. So it'd be cool to just flip just it sideways it. and just have the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll do it at night uh, as like an alarm or, well, I mean, I use my phone as my alarm clock, but I don't want the display on all the time. Your phone is watching <sighs> you, Spencer. Well, not that. It's just watching OLED, you so I don't want it to die. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool, though. I don't know. Kind of a gimmick. I mean, that almost seems to be like the pattern that we're uh, sensing here is like there aren't any gimmicks because we've plateaued and that's, I guess, fine. Uh, one one note on the OLED. Uh, it seems, uh, and this is more or less universal with OLED screens, if you have a low power output, it does not cause burn-in. Uh, so oh, since this is likely to be used at night, it will likely be at a low screen brightness. Low. Uh, and therefore, it can be on for basically indefinitely, and it's not necessarily going to eat into the life of those actual uh, cells okay. because they're not really being used. Uh, so that is one thing to to consider uh, when using this. It's kind of like the always-on display. It's it's going mm-hmm. to be useful. It's going to have useful information. You can just use all the widgets that you've already been using. Um, I don't know if they need to be modified or anything. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Be uh, nice to have something like that for iPad if you wanted to put it on a wall or something as like a home base station type of thing. I was thinking sense. the same thing, but did it come to iPad? Uh, I don't think it did. Came to iPad. So. Yeah, widgets well, yeah. came, but not standby mode. It, yeah. This reminds me that as as they were presenting it, I had the same idea, Spencer. Do you do you guys remember um, Panic? Yeah, did a thing, yeah. uh, and I forgot what they called. Uh, and Apple killed it uh, before before it really did it. Got... Was it Apple? Yeah, because they said that you cannot have a dashboard like uh, app that had other app experiences. Like that was not allowed on the App Store. Um, and then uh, basically that forced Panic to remove a bunch of things, uh, and it's essentially neutered the app. Um, I didn't so, know that. Like their official reason is that it didn't make any money. Yeah, that was after there was a whole bunch of kerfuffling with Apple. Mm. Um, so uh, I don't know if if the not making money was like the final nail in the coffin, but there was a lot of back and forth uh, early on when it just launched. And 
it's unfortunate because a lot of people wanted to use iPads as like little little status displays. Yeah, um, I love it. Now like, that, that they're gotten so cheap and you have like generations and generations of iPads, I'd yeah, absolutely buy an old one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. thinking, I, I mean, this this just on, off the top of my head, but for years I've been thinking like, would it be like too difficult to replicate dashboard? Because I know, I thought Panic had done it, had stopped doing it because of money. And I was like, I don't care about money. Well, like, if you give me one dollar, I'll be happy. So I'll like, give you a dollar for that. Building mm-hmm. something like that would be Especially for yourself, fun. it's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and now with Swift charts and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very like a nice project. And yeah. and I, I did want to bring up like Apple is bringing out use cases for older devices like continuity camera turning an iPhone yep. into yeah. just a camera. Uh, so when you have an old one laying around, now you have a that. use for it. Um, now, like perhaps with the iPad, that can be a use for an old iPad. Like your kids cool. stopped using it. Now you can just use it as a little status display for when you wake up uh, and you have everything that you need. Uh, that's one thing that could potentially happen, uh, especially with widgets, if you can fill the screen with them. So um, we'll see. That said, we we do have iPadOS on, on our list, but we have mm-hmm. one more thing before that. Um, and that is that you can now just say Siri. And I can only say that for a few more months because as soon as uh, this update rolls out, uh, then I can no longer just say Siri uh, because then <laughs> Siri will activate mid podcast it must recording. be an option um, right i hope so yeah. yeah but i need to be able to talk to siri just not during a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i hope they let you yeah like keep it as hey whatever uh but even during the keynote my it, it siri went off and started playing some random music it was <laughs> like she's helping thanks siri <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, on to iPad OS 17. Uh, there oh, are great. Thanks, Siri. She <laughs> said sure thing. See? <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> uh, on to iPad OS 17. Uh, as we mentioned, widgets are now available. They were not available. Uh, now they are. Uh, the lock screen has customization. Um, you can get all the planets now on the planets uh, lock screen. Um, I'm left wondering, does this include Pluto? If it does include Pluto, does it include all the other Kuiper Belt objects? Uh, because there are a lot of a lot of Kuiper Belt objects. Um, and some of them look pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, jokes aside, uh, interactive widgets are probably the headlining Ooh, thing that they brought up finally. Uh, during this. Uh, which means that you can tap a button in a widget, which was possible. But it would not open the app. It would just do something in the widget. Um, so uh, the way they did this is very interesting. And we'll probably talk about it in the second half of the show. Uh, but a very welcome addition. Uh, glad to have interactive widgets, finally. Uh, yep. Uh, Dimitri in the notes has multiple timers lol. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty pretty accurate because uh, it's about time. And we joked uh, at work that, you know, only on the M2 because it needs a ton of processing power for all those timers, you know. I mean, I forget exactly what Craig said, but he he essentially joked about it as well, uh, saying it's like, it's amazing what technological times we live in to have <laughs> multiple timers. And I'm paraphrasing heavily here, uh, but that's essentially how he led into it. Um, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, multiple timers. The health app is a thing. It looks like yeah. the health app on the phone. Uh, so no surprises there. 
uh, a big surprise is PS PDF kit is getting Sherlock. I'm just kidding. Uh, but PDFs get full editing support on iPad, which is finally, uh, you'd Very think cool. on a device with a stylus, that would have been something that happened sooner. Uh, but it didn't. Uh, this does not is not limited to PDFs, though. This can happen with scans as well, and it will detect fields that you need yeah. to autocomplete. And that's like chef's kiss. That's so good. Uh, yep. Finally, uh, great to have that. You can add images to PDFs. Um, so all around cool PDF support. Uh, yep. Stage manager got some improvements. I didn't know what they improved. Uh, I kind of missed that. Um, but it, it got improvements. Uh, you can use external cameras, including the bad one built into the display they connected it to, um, <laughs> yeah, or any USB camera. So that's cool. Yep. Um, and if you use Freeform, you can use Follow Along, uh, which basically is like a very common feature in a lot of tools today, uh, where if you're collaborating, you can say, follow me, and everyone else's viewport will right. see what you see, but they can always scroll away if they need to. Um, which is like a much better experience than like screen sharing. Uh, so overall, like great all around updates. Of course, it gets a lot of stuff from iOS as well. So cool. Yep. Uh, next up, we have macOS Sonoma uh, going over to Wine Country. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> again, like the thing they let off with was new screensavers. Uh, the desktop integration is cool where it's like a screensaver that kind of seamlessly will transition and kind of stop into your desktop. And I was like, oh, that's, that's but Spencer, cool. they Sherlocked that one app that used the Apple videos to show screensaver, like on screensavers on Macs. They Sherlocked it. Was Wait, it so what's was, its name? Did Gee, I forgot. Did Gee make that? I don't think so. It's just on GitHub oh, uh, if you oh. wanted to download it. But yeah, it uses all the Apple TV. <laughs> screensavers nice, and it shows on dude. the Mac. Uh, so I think this is essentially using the same thing. The cool part about it is uh, the desktop integration, which means that whatever frame yeah. you were on, it just uses that as a desktop. So yeah. very cool. Uh, if you don't know, you can do shenanigans with your desktop even today uh, with some uh, like command line uh, defaults uh, where you can just basically load up a screensaver as your desktop and have it run as an animation. So I'm sure they're just making use of of this mm -hmm. just uh, built into the system. So that's neat. Yeah. Uh, widgets are back in the, or sorry, I should say dashboard is back in the form of widgets that you can throw on your desktop. That's pretty cool. Is it called dashboard? I think it was called dashboard from uh, 10.4. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, been around a while. A, and, and a case of Apple Sherlock and Confobulator or confabulate or whatever it was called you yahoo like owned it it was very weird um but dashboard was like a pretty prettier thing with widgets that were actually little websites um and uh i actually got started doing development writing little widgets which is kind oh, nice. of like a cool throwback uh but now widgets are written with swift ui and they're much better uh, and you can put them on your desktop rather than them coming on top of everything. So they're like underneath everything. Um, so I can I can almost hear the people with like super cluttered desktops like saying oh no to themselves. Um, <laughs> Where do I put these? Yeah. Uh, but I have thankfully not made a new document in years and just like use Xcode for most of my computing needs. Uh, so I have nothing on my desktop anymore. So my desktop perfect. is fine. My downloads folder is a 
Oh mess, yeah, that, yeah. That's a hot, that that place is a hot. <laughs> and even if your desktop is a mess, even if you, if it's a mess, you're one right click away from like cleaning it up. Like just that's right click, use, use stacks, stacks. boom, yeah. it's clean. I, I, you guys are too new for me. I'm still on the command A new folder, drag it into new oh. folder, name that folder, desktop, whatever that date is. Yeah. But then you can go into that and then just like keep going down the rabbit hole yep. and see how many generations oh, of desktops no. you've archived that's away. That's hilarious. Um, that's still the generation I, I'm from. I have not used stacks yet. Are they good? Do they solve mm-hmm. the purpose? They're, I mean, yeah. They're pretty good. Like I never, I never access the desktop. Types. I just go to like new finder window desktop if I ever need anything from that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, anyways, uh, Apple also did not get the memo that, uh, Apollo yep. is in hot water for, oh, no. uh, or they're not in hot water. They're just, uh, dumped into a pile of lava, uh, by Reddit because Reddit sucks. Turns out just as much as Twitter. Um, mm. and I don't, I don't think that situation got any better. Did it? I don't think so. No, but, but yeah, they got shot. Like they got a shout out from someone times. saying like Apollo for Reddit and then, it was shown a couple times in the background. I'm like, oh man, it was pretty front and center too. So that was uh, that was probably pretty hurtful for Christian. That's pretty nice. hurtful. Yeah. Maybe it's Apple like trying to use their clout to get Reddit to yeah. change their mind. I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I think this just got recorded too early, and yeah, that that did not make the the edit cut to get cut from the cut. Yo, dog. <laughs> Or uh, you like cuts? <laughs> uh, game mode is a thing on Mac OS, or will be a thing. Uh, it apparently turns everything else off, so that way your game can run at full performance, uh, which is very cool, um, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to think about this. I initially thought this was going to be like a replacement for Steam, uh, meaning like you uh, have a full UI to just like jump into games from a controller. Uh, but it does not seem nice. to be the case. It just basically means like if a game has full screen, just don't don't do photo analysis no in the background. Processes. Yeah, uh, just don't do anything basically. Um, so yeah, yeah. Welcome. Along Turns with into that, a console. Yeah. Along with that, we've got a new game porting toolkit to apparently. I think they said something like turn the process of converting your game into a Mac app or a Mac game from like months to days or like weeks to days or something like that so uh they showed a little bit more in the state of the union it seems kind of cool but i don't really know anything about game development to really evaluate if it's like a viable option for game developers i don't know is it a checkbox in unity if it is it's coming to the mac if it isn't uh (laughs) it ain't coming to the mac that's basically what people use um so yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be enough to convince like game developers to take the Mac seriously. I, I really think so. do think that Apple needs to just suck it up and make a whole bunch of original games that are like serious um, and prove to the industry that like people will use a Mac to play games and therefore they should consider making a game available for the Mac because those gamers are already there. That's yeah. the only thing that can do it. Um, I don't yeah. think anything else they do, apart from like porting games for free, uh, is going to make it happen. Yeah. Which is another viable strategy. Like Apple could port games and get them on the Mac. Uh, that that is something that will get games on the Mac, uh, and most developers will probably be like, "Yeah, yeah, please." 
<laughs> more customers. We're happy with that. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the next thing. Uh, I, I never played this game. I didn't know this was a game, so I'm not going to announce <laughs> it. Uh, but Spencer, you seem like a gamer out of all of us. Have uh, you I, heard I of have... this game? I have been known to game. I have heard of this game. I okay. haven't played it yet. Better qualifications than me, then. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima came on and said that Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming to the Mac, which is like the second big game that they've ever released for the Mac, along with Resident Evil. Oh, so... I thought you were going to say Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tomb Raider. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, that's cool. It's like four or five years old. It's like not a relatively new game either. So It was a big deal when it came out. Sure, yeah. Like a I really mean, big Kojima deal. gets like a bunch of, you know, I mean, he's pretty prolific and stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah. still. I guess that's like a, a better release than No Man's Sky in a way, <laughs> which they didn't say anything about at all. So Yeah, did Sean uh, Murray yeah. like mess up by like tweeting too much? Um, I guess, I don't know. Like at first there was a Steam page that basically like leaked out details, right? And then he just tweeted right. an Apple icon. Um, so like, again, I don't think they, they would have cut anything Apple. because this happened like within the past few days along with Apollo. Uh, so I don't think that would have caused that to get cut from anything, but, uh, it was very interesting that it seemed like there was a lot of, uh, smoke around No Man's Sky getting some sort of airtime and it just really didn't. Uh, yeah. so I heard of that game, so I can, I can talk about it. A little bit about <laughs> there it. Go. Um, talking about presenting things, uh, though, uh, if you are using Zoom or Teams or FaceTime, um, I think there were like one other option that they mentioned that I did not hear of, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, you can now do a bunch of cool stuff, like have a presenter overlay on top of the thing that you're yeah. um, that you're sharing, uh, and yeah, that's that's going to be welcome to a lot of people, I think. Uh, and I don't it's know if Zoom cool. is going to integrate with it well. I think it's automatic, right? I they already so. showed it on Zoom, right? Yeah, I they think show so. things so, I mean, in apps all the time that are not really things. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I mean, they it's, showed it on Zoom or not. Yeah, in a way, it's like nice because, like, when you share your screen, you know, you kind of go away. But if you can kind of have it within the screen, have your own screen share and yourself. Like, I think that's a cool idea, kind of. Yeah. Um, and along with that, they added like gestures. So you can do like that and confetti comes out or whatever. <laughs> it was pretty like, cool. It was pretty cool. I, I laughed. That is I like, laughed so hard. It's just like the most gimmick of gimmick things where it's like, okay, cool. I don't know. I don't really think it's that cool. And like they could have spent their time on something else, but that's just me. I don't, yeah. I'm a downer, I guess. I don't really un- understand or enjoy that. Stuff. You don't do this on your, on your, <laughs> Zoom meetings. Hey guys! <laughs> and I fixed the bug. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so so good. Oh uh, man. Anyways, moving on from macOS, we have Safari. Uh, Safari is a thing that Apple develops, and uh, I am thankful that they develop it because it's a much better browser than uh, Chrome. Uh, anyways, uh, it adds a few extra things that Chrome would never add, namely. Uh, locked private browsing uh which was interesting so basically if you have a private browsing window open and you leave it for whatever reason it's going to lock and prevent that site from doing anything in the process it's also going to remove tracking from that window so it's not going to be able to do 
anything that you were actively trying to prevent it from doing, uh, which is why you opened in private browsing to begin with. Um, and yeah, this is in addition to all the other like IP spoof spoofing uh, yeah. and stuff that they've been doing. So I they initially have, like, URL tracker blocking. Yeah, like, they'll they added they'll automatically scrub URLs for common tracking yeah. IDs. Um, That's awesome. And then I don't think I might have hallucinated this. Uh, does a locked private browsing window need like authentication to see again, or is it still uh, just like available? It's just not doing anything. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. Not sure. Okay. Well, in any case, uh, shared passkeys are a thing, and this is That's cool. what I think a lot of people were like hoping for. This basically is password sharing for the next generation uh, without actually having a password to share. So nothing uh, really gets leaked in that process, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, and it's very easy to set up. Have you used passkeys in any context no. before? I haven't. Yeah, we were talking about it at work, and I have not come across a single place that has asked for a passkey. Or, and I think two people at work said that they had encountered one place each. So, yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but I have encountered a passkey before, uh, and I was wonderfully like excited that it was just like a two-click process, and it was done. You have an That's account, cool. and you have a thing, and it just works. Um, and that was really, really cool. I forgot what site I used it on. Um, I was just like, ooh, pass keys. I'm going to try that. Uh, and I tried it. Uh, and it works well. So that was cool. Nice. So uh, looking forward to seeing them more places because I have a yeah. lot of passwords. Uh, and it would be fi- fun to downsize that in the near future. Uh, and finally, we have web apps, which are now supported. Uh, and this is probably to to combat the epidemic of electron apps that has uh, kind of infected uh, all, all of computing. Um, and they're basically doing what Windows is doing. They're, if you have uh, an app that uses the right APIs, you can just turn it into uh, an app on the desktop and it will go ahead and run on the desktop, but with the system's renderer. Uh, which means that it's not going to waste a whole bunch of extra resources just to run that one extra web app. Um, So this is not running Safari, but it is sharing memory resources with Safari, namely the code, uh, which is a big chunk of what Safari is. So that's very welcome. Totally dig it. Like I even told people at, at, at my job, like we have an Electron app and I just flat out refuse to use it. I will not use it. But this this looked like really nice. I would use it. So yeah, yeah. Anything um, to get away from Electron. Yeah. yeah. Then we have AirPods that got an update. Um, I am going to leave someone else to talk about this because I was missing an action for most of it. Um, I came back to see that AirPlay is coming soon to hotels uh, near me, and I'm like, cool. Um, I don't need to bring an Apple TV with me anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's pretty nice, honestly. Except which hotels? So you still need to bring an Apple TV with you if you want to. Yes. Um, Needs adoption, for sure. But yeah, apparently AirPods do stuff. What does it do? The AirPods changes were, like, decent. Like, again, like, year-over-year updates. Uh, Adaptive listening is just, like, an intermediate mode between, like, full-blown noise cancellation and, like, uh, transparency mode. So it's 
It's pretty nice. I think it's very similar. They'd already done something like this. I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah. With the whole like leaf blower thing. Yeah. Like it was just basically a rehash, but it's now like an official mode. Um, I like that if you like one of the changes, if you're in a call or if you find someone and the AirPods listen, uh, listen on you and they hear you speak, the lower down the volume, assuming like you're having a conversation, mm-hmm. like pretty nice. That's, that's definitely nice. Uh, if you're in a call, it'll lower ambience volume, uh, volume. So again, like all of these are progressive updates that feel really, really nice. Uh, no new hardware. Uh, I see here in the notes, in, in Dimi's notes, like better switching between devices. Honestly, this is the whole autocorrect thing again. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Because like <laughs> switching devices is it's a bad. pain sometimes. Yeah. Like, but we'll yeah. see. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I think the uh, the idea of being able to like, you know, have someone talk to you, you're like, oh, hey, what's up? And it lowered the volume. That's awesome. Because I know like at work, I'm always just, I have my AirPods in. And then if someone, you know, I have it on like uh, transparency mode, but it can be hard to hear them. So uh, not having to be like, oh, crap, hold on just a second. And, you know, mm-hmm. do the whole dance to pause your music or whatever. That's pretty cool. Oh, they also said you can mute now by tapping one AirPod during a call. I don't know how that works because oh. usually you would you would hang up. Hang up. But maybe it's like hang up and the right block the mute. microphone with, with your finger. <laughs> like the old-fashioned way. <laughs> That's that's how I used to to watch videos in bed because I didn't want to like futz with the volume. I would just cover then, the speaker with my yeah. thumb and it'd be really muted, perfect for bedtime listening. And the way I held my phone like made that work. And then nice. the iPhone added they stereo speakers, speakers. Yeah. and I could no longer do that. And I was so mad because I had a whole setup like for my hand to hold my phone uh, to never <laughs> touch the audio. So that way I can listen to stuff and not like bother people. Uh, but then I just stopped listening to stuff. So that solved itself. Um, as far as the airplane ho- hotels, was the QR code like exclusive to hotels? Or is that just if anyone wants to like use another person's airplay device? The yeah, QR I code don't know. Out? It kind of seemed like it was in just in hotels, but it would be a really cool thing if it was in a semi-public area to just say like hey airplay here like i guess we, if you're at someone's house though you'd be on their wi-fi and you could just do it that way though i don't know yeah or like use the code so i was yeah. just curious because i i missed it once again i um, think it's just hotels okay that's yeah. interesting there's no privacy levels for airplays there if there you're are. on somebody's wi-fi so it's either just... yeah if you're on the same wi-fi network it works uh if you're not on the same wi-fi network it can work if you turn it on or off um, and then you can set a code on or off. Um, for oh, those cool. That makes scenarios. sense. Yep. So like at home, I have, I don't want other people on my Wi-Fi network. Uh, I have a guest Wi-Fi network, but the guest Wi-Fi network doesn't necessarily see any of my devices. Yeah. Um, so I do have the, the um, Apple TV set to, if you happen to know my phone number, that's going to be the code uh as like an easy way of like people who know me they can access it people who don't know me it's like well tough luck uh and then it doesn't have to be like an actual like code printed anywhere since you need to be physically present and have that i thought that was good enough um but yeah a qr code would be an equally good Mm -hmm. like alternative to that 
Yeah. Talking about QR codes, uh, TVOS 17 um, does not have QR codes, but it is on a TV uh, and it can do a few new things like find your Siri remote finally. Um, yeah. Is this, uh, does it have like an AirTag built in or is it just, I think it's uh, just Bluetooth. It's... Oh, yeah. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Finally. Uh, and then yep. this is the big thing. Uh, Apple TV now has FaceTime, and you might be wondering, well, my TV does not have a camera. It's not like Apple's coming out with a TV. Um, so, like, how does that work? Well, it uses continuity camera, that thing that was previously just for Macs. Um, and you can just put a, a phone in front of your TV and, like, use that as the TV's camera. And I thought that was really, really cool. It's, like, finally connecting the dots, especially if you're in a big group. Uh, and you want to like FaceTime someone else, this mm-hmm. is the solution to that. So I think that's cool. I feel yeah. in theory it works. I would have to look, like, actually try it out. Because, like, setting the phone there, it's either you're losing access to your phone because it's now the camera, so you can't do other things, or like, you're at on least a phone call, life, Fernando. You're not supposed to be doing other things. Of course, I'm supposed to be doing that. I can multitask. <laughs> but the other, the other arrangement is that. It has to be at a decent enough distance that you're not like just really I mean, far away. Well, it has stated otherwise manager. it feels weird. So it well, will even... zoom in uh, will and it? make you yeah, like it will how... zoom in. I guess I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I would need to actually try it out to see if it's like good or yet another iOS 17 gimmick. Because mm-hmm. the idea is really nice in theory. Yeah, I, I mean you're farther away most definitely than if you were using continuity camera on. Your computer, right? Absolutely, a couple of feet away. So, like, I think that's fine. It seems like it does something to kind of center you in, uh, in the frame and everything. So, so now my question: yeah. uh, Are there any good MagSafe mounts that will work behind a TV? Because I don't have a shelf where my TV is, uh, so there's uh, like no great place to put the phone that's next to the screen that everyone's watching. Um, so that would be that would be my follow up question. However, there is a second thing I wanted to bring up, and they didn't announce any of this in the keynote. However, there is a new framework called DockKit. And you might be wondering, well, mm-hmm. Dock, that's something on your phone, uh, on your computer, uh, or your iPad. But no, this is for those motorized docks that can move a phone, um, particularly oh. so that way it can do camera tracking, um, which <laughs> I would only assume would play a role when you walk off the like screen uh so that could be something that's really really cool uh to play Mm. into this now apple didn't really talk about it so there's probably a lot of missing details here but i thought that was uh worth mentioning so like a gimbal type thing that follows you if you're on a call or whatever yeah Mm, okay that's cool um i don't think there's anything else for tvs i think that was it right yeah i think they i mean they updated the interface for like control center to make it easier to switch between profiles and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah, pretty minor stuff yeah does any oh i just want to i know you don't uh but fernando do you ever switch profiles on apple tv i didn't even know you could do that <laughs> <laughs> it's That's been around actually... for a couple years i need to make a phone call i'll be right back <laughs> uh, but yeah i feel like it's one of those weird things because TVs are like a shared experience. It's not what something you're, you're doing alone. So it's like, I I don't 
see when I would ever be like watching a show that's some that my wife is not watching uh, yeah. and therefore like be out of sync uh, because I'm just not going to watch it if she's not watching. We're watching it together, right? If we're watching it I think together. it makes sense for like kids that want to watch TV or whatever, but yeah. And for example, my mother-in-law spends a lot of time here. Ah, uh, yeah, we, that's the solution. We do have, yeah, at the very least, uh, different Netflix profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, different Apple TV profiles. Yeah, that's like I, I don't know if the Apple TV call. profiles like <laughs> link up to Netflix profiles or anything. No, I don't yeah. think they do. Right, which is so unfortunate. It's slightly, completely different. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. bit unfortunate, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, on to WatchOS. Uh, WatchOS Ooh. gets widgets, which is really cool. They show up in a smart stack. This is yep. replacing that Siri smart face that kind of just automatically made up what it showed you down there. Mm-hmm. Um, this gives you control. You make your smart stack, and it will go ahead and show you stuff from that stack, uh, which is thumbs up for me. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cool. You can have whatever face you want. But then you just it's like scroll up on the on the wheel and then you get that, that mm-hmm. stack. That's kind of nice. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Uh, and these widgets seem to be things that apps can make. I don't know if they're interactive. It's kind of small, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, very cool. It seems like there's a new honeycomb layout. I don't yeah, know. It if, looked like it. Yeah. If they talked about it, but I, I caught a peek of it. And I'm like, that looks different. Uh, yeah. So that's welcome. Um it seems like apps are watch faces now, or at least they use the same design language. Uh, and that there has always been a setting on 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 Apple Watches to not turn off the app that you're currently in right. to go back to the watch face. So maybe this is Apple's like subtle hints towards anyone else that like is making an app. Hey, if you want to make a watch face, you can like just make it as your app, and that's that. Um, though I don't think. Do, do apps get anything with the always-on display, like, to be able to customize? I think they might. Oh. I remember stuff from from SwiftUI, like, having control of, like, if it shows up on the always-on. Anyways, I'm, I'm just speculating here. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. Snoopy face. Yep. Yes! Woo! Joining the Mickey Mouse and the Pixar faces. Boo! Snoopy rules. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. As far as other things into the health category, uh, you can finally send files when you're cycling. Um, You got yeah, transfer yeah, FTP. Uh, Um, FTPs was so funny. You got your power zones, uh, and I'm I. There was a lot of lingo that just like I I'm I was not well equipped for. Um, but yeah, I don't know what those are, uh, other than file transfers, but I thought those were deprecated. So I'm confused, uh, clearly, uh, look, I'll be honest. This is one of the things, one of the areas that Apple should expand as much as possible. I have no intention of doing cycling if they can do it more power to them. Right. I mean, a really cool part of this was you get a synced phone display when you are cycling. Yeah. Which is something I have personally done while like riding a bike a decade ago. Um, <laughs> is put a phone, like find a way to mount a phone, mostly so I can watch movies. Uh, not not a good idea. Um, but uh, I was ill-equipped to make good decisions back then. Um, and uh, you can you can see your stats, which is pretty darn cool. 
uh, instead of yeah. having like a really small or dedicated device, you can use your phone, uh, which is neat. There was some hiking stuff that I also kind of missed. Uh, and I think Photography. they said fast motion updates uh, was like the big thing for golfing and tennis. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. The wrist rotation. and uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're very, you know, avid sportsers ourselves. So, oh, yeah. you know, Where's the... so we are definitely sportsers. <laughs> Where's the, the gaming mode, right? Oh, it looks like you're playing Wii Sports. Let yeah. me count your calories. <laughs> oh, your wrist rotation was like, right? That's what, that's what we need. Bring back yeah. Wii Sports. It looks like you found a Korok seed, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any case, we have a dedicated health section, uh, which uh, focused on mental health, which I thought was quite cool. Um, yep. And then they immediately segued into uh, something that I was not expecting. Uh, and that's because Spencer and I were talking about it literally last week uh, about like why a lot of people wear glasses nowadays. Yep. Uh, in fact, two in three podcasters are wearing glasses. Um uh, I don't know if that's three a stat. probably need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a hard stat, but basically, uh, tons and tons of kids don't like don't develop eyesight in a way that allows them to skip classes in in their childhood and early adulthood uh, before they get to the needing to wear reading glasses, and then those glasses get worse uh, stage in life. Like it doesn't just get better; it's just like it gets worse on both directions. It's yeah. horrible. Uh, in any case. Uh, this is a problem, as we have uh, found out, because kids don't get enough time outside. Um, because it turns out you need those good old UVs, which the state of California is sure to remind you is known to st- cause cancer and birth defects. Uh, cancer, so you, so eyesight. Yeah, you have to pick. Uh, it's very weird here in California. Uh, in any case, they, they basically say uh, to develop eyesight better, you need to not spend all your time reading books, uh, which is funny um and go outside uh and apple is hoping to help uh parents better track this by checking how much time your child is spending outside via the ambient light sensor on a watch which is like a perfect little thing that they can do that they're uniquely positioned to track why not and they sold it like like a a, like for the benefit of the children which i can totally appreciate but i'm sure people in northern countries like could actually use the whole like oh I need my vitamin D walk because I've oh, yeah. been on like uh, away from sunlight for like eighteen hours so mm-hmm. there's only yeah. two hours of it let me get it quick <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> soak it in um, at, at least they're soaking it this way right um, we don't need to talk about those other people that soak it in from the other direction um, oh my gosh <laughs> does anyone remember that. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> yes, you can definitely. look it up on the internet, but there are crazy people out there um, that <laughs> need to you soak in the light. <laughs> they, they are replacing food uh, with sunlight um, delivered via specific direction. Any case, uh, that is one tracking thing that the watch is now doing into the health app. Uh, and it makes me happy that I use a spare iPhone to set up an Apple ID and a health uh, kit like log uh, for my daughter, uh, because I am tracking her weight in it, and she is going to go into adulthood and be able to scroll all the way back 
that's day one <laughs> what a concept that's crazy dude that's um, so nice get it yeah ah. <laughs> um in any case the other thing that it will start to be able to track is the distance that you are from your devices are you holding yep. your ipad like this because you want a panoramic view of uh the youtube video you're watching that is not in full screen because kids watch it not in full screen for some reason uh then <laughs> that is something that the face id tracker like thing will be able to track i That's don't know great. how it's going to track it because face id doesn't work really well when it's like this close um like does it even know that you're that close um maybe that's how oh, oh, yeah, oh it's like it's work. not working not, <laughs> not working working, working right distance yeah <laughs> yeah um so i i made some jokes when this came out it's like i need to be able to see which is why it's that close because i am blind um <laughs> that is something that i hope is a good thing that can like be used to track for kids to keep them kind of farther away. I think it just gives a gentle message like, Hey, like scoot back a little. Is that what it says? Yeah. Like again, this is marketed for kids, but like for the past two weeks, I've been having some massive headaches. And a few days ago, I realized it was because I was holding my phone too close. So this is actually like, I, and it's not even that I can't see. It was just like, I don't know the habit of just being like, laying uh-huh. down or like too close and and it's been a few days where i've like increased the distance and the headaches have disappeared so this is really like overall a nice nice improvement yeah yep uh and that was it for the main updates right i mean yeah main updates yeah the the, the important ones they're yeah. all out yeah. of the way uh which okay. finally well uh have means- a good week guys see ya <laughs> Yeah, they they were kind of closing it out, right? Uh, and I was like, well, that's that, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Uh, but they yeah. were doing it so that way they can have a one more thing. One more thing. Uh, which is a classic Steve Jobsism, uh, if you can call it that. Um, and that one more thing was quite su- not surprising. Like, we all saw it coming from a million miles away. But uh, it was very exciting to see. Uh, and that is Apple's new AR platform, the XR Reality uh, Pro Max Ultra. Vision Pro. Yeah, yeah, it's just the Apple Vision Pro, which is a much better name than the Reality Pro. Reality what what Pro. else did we come up with? Uh, There's XROS. Bros. Um, which corrects to bros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so- it's... It's it's a thing. It's it's real. a thing. I I mean, okay. They spent a ton of time on it. Like we said, it was probably one hour straight of just this whole thing, or at least like forty five minutes. It felt mm-hmm. a long time, right? Um. So I guess really what you could break it down into is it's a mixed reality headset. So that's a cool part where it's not just VR, but it's AR. So you can see it's got pass through. It has like. Six or eight cameras. It has a ton of cameras. So it's primarily uh, AR, right? Like the, yeah. that's its intended use is AR. Yes. Yeah. Um, using it. And it, it's sort of like, it seems like um, it's basically going to be compatible with, uh, compatible, not really working well uh, with any iPad app. So it's kind of, I mean, build an iPad app, you could throw on the, the Reality Pro or the Vision Pro, sorry. 
Um, but it has a couple cool other features like you can uh, look at your Mac screen and then your Macintosh's screen uh, and it will create a 4K display for it uh, in this mixed reality, which is pretty cool. Um, it talk in the State of the Union, it talks about having like Windows, uh, uh, something in scenes. Uh, I have a question for the 4K display. Is okay. it 4K retina or 4K non-retina? And this okay. is an important question because real estate, a 4K display at like retina, uh, a retinarized, mm. uh, I don't know how you would say that. It's just a 1080p display and those are tiny. Um, sure. Like there's not enough room to do anything on a 1080p display. But You're if it's a 4K about the... display, like and as real estate uh-huh. wise, uh, that's more useful because it's essentially like an 8K showing 4K kind of thing. Like there's a lot there uh, to yeah. to work with. In fact, it's going to be more than a 6K display, right? Because a 6K is really a 3K right. at 2X. Um, well, kind of along those lines, I don't think I'm quite getting at what you're looking for, but they mentioned that um, in the space of one pixel on an iPhone are 64 pixels in this headset so uh the pixel density is going to be crazy which kind of i think i talked about this last week um or dimitri did i can't remember but talking about like being able to sharply read text and you know if you're going to use this as an infinite canvas or a display for your mac like using xcode you need to be able to read text well like that's a huge thing you can't just watch content on it it needs to be sharp enough to be able to read and you know i think it's true 4k like Retina 4K. So an 8K canvas. Yes. Basically, yes. yes. Okay. I think so. Otherwise, you, you're right. Like, you'd go from the classic connect your VGA monitor <laughs> to like this huge... Like, tiny, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's crisp weird. 1080, but it's not yeah. not a lot of space. Uh, but yeah, if, it's not, right. if it's like an 8K display that you're plugging in and you're rendering it at 2X, then that's awesome. Especially at the size that they're I think, presenting. Yeah, I think at. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot like the, the infinite canvas, you can have like, you know, multiple apps on a kind of, you know, panorama around you. It didn't, I didn't really see them doing anything like vertically, like stacking two apps vertically. So I wonder if there's some sort of limitation, if it's just kind of a, no, they did right Right on the desktop. Yeah. They, they showed, uh, and we can get into this later, uh, but they showed like windows that are just like. Mm-hmm. and a panorama mm-hmm. around you uh but also oh, okay. volumes of things that are in front of you um and the volumes yes, are right. the things that are more like stacked um oh, okay and i think you can tilt like they did show a few things that were like a little bit more tilted um so hmm. so i i have a question i was like during this whole section unfortunately i had to do a bunch of parenting but <laughs> parenting strikes <laughs> again yeah is it like are the windows fixed in a geographical position so to so to speak or are you bringing them, them over i with think your... they're they're stuck to where you oh, put them like if you move your head they, they don't uh-huh. move with you so right. they're not like a little heads up display they are fixed in space so what is the limit for that like can i have like put them in one room and then on my desktop yeah, yeah 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 that'd be so cool like I don't know what the limited is. Like, where is all that info being stored in the 
AR. Like honestly, there's no no real limit to that, right? Because if it's not in view, it doesn't need to be rendered. It doesn't need to do anything. Can just sit there. There's a limit to everything, to Dimitri. Yeah, I, I know law, that. In this Personally, house. I know that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like I think that limit is going to be reasonably <laughs> large. Um, yeah, that is interesting. You're right. Um, because you have your work stuff in your office, right, and living sure. room stuff elsewhere. Because like, it would be very cool to have, like, I don't know, like the weather on your bathroom, and like yeah, you can just walk cool. into it, and oh, okay, like I'm envisioning the whole thing. Vision like, OS whole... two. I, I have a feeling a lot of that is map, probably going to come in the next year or like two. Map oh, your absolutely. Whole house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So I guess a cool thing is like you you interact with things by essentially looking at it. It has well, one it has it does have foveated rendering, which we talked about probably a bunch of episodes. But you look at things and it sort of highlights it like you would on an Apple TV by you know uh, wiggling your thumb on the thing. Yeah, or on, an <laughs> on the nothing you just wiggle the thumb. Yeah, and then you kind of. So yeah, it has like downward facing cameras. So you're not having, like we talked about last week, you don't have to be like this right in front of your face right. and interacting, but you're kind of, you know, down at the side of your, and you know, pinching your arm. Not even down at the side. They just showed people just having their arm lazily on the couch and then just like, that's cool. No man. attention at all. Uh, I can I imagine don't... people like not like putting their hand physically like obfuscated by something that the cameras cannot see and be like why isn't it not working like (laughs) it's just like too far behind a pillow kind of thing uh well that's what i was going to to say right like we like the the opportunity for minority report gloves was lost i i will mourn those forever like just the the three fingered things with like the fingertips do you guys like i've never seen i'm thinking more of the power nintendo power gloves the power no, 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 not that, not that <laughs> well, far. They're basically just you... like fingertip, like LEDs that you would set and then, oh. like, magic. Did you catch their? Uh, did you catch their? Like, dig it. They're like, there's no need for clunky controllers, and I was like, oh shoot, just dunking on. I mean, they were dunking when they headset. said crisp text. What other VR goggles That's have true. crisp text? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, I, I distinctly remember that being a key criticism as of the technology mm. itself like no one has it yeah um so of course apple's gonna come in um and i don't know how crisp it's gonna be honestly 4k like vertical for everything that you can see with one eye yeah. is not enough so i don't know exactly what they're doing to make up for that uh-huh. um that's fair because like this screen right in front of me is only taking up a small like angle of what I can see out of my eyes, and I can barely like pick out pixels because I got a good prescription on my glasses. Um, yeah. And if I can see pixels there, I'm definitely going to see pixels if it's 4K stretched from horizon to horizon of what my eye can rotate. Right. Um, yeah. So even with foveated rendering, you still need the actual physical pixels there yes, to yep. render something at a super high resolution. You're just not rendering it all the time. You're just rendering at a very low resolution for the periphery and then high resolution for what you're looking at. They, um, so this they is going to be interesting mention... to see what this is going to be. Yeah. They didn't mention anything about the viewing angles, did they? They did not. 
Very uh, few yeah. technical details. Like actual yeah, technical details. Very few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some more things about the UI. Uh, there's 3D icons everywhere, like we mentioned for the Apple TV. Uh, you can look at a field and just start talking to type, which is amazing. Um, That's pretty cool. Like I, I have been... Okay, Fernando's shaking his head, but as someone who has been entirely occupied walking around a room in figure eights, um, I would very much enjoy having a thing strapped to my face that I can just look at a field and just start typing. Uh, because I've, I've been wanting like to, to start type typing a whole... on a keyboard. No, it's just talk to type. It's like text to sp- or speech to text. Yeah. Then no, then I'm still shaking my head. <laughs> they, there is a keyboard. Yeah. You can I, have a virtual keyboard. You can have a real keyboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you can yeah. just talk. Like those are the three kind of inputs. Eye tracking plus real keyboard. That's big. Yes. A big yes for me. Eye tracking plus speech keyboard. to text is like, hey Siri, type my name. Hey, I found these results on the web for type my name. <laughs> it's gonna be, I don't know. I don't like series to me is dead. So okay, honestly, yeah, have you fair. have you used the dictation that's available? It's it's tomorrow? amazing. Dictation is really be. good. That's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. would be. I'm taking a cheap jab at Siri because okay. I hate her. <laughs> All of this, look, man, it's so funny that they're just, like, cramming all of this technology into a headset and everything that they do, and then, like, Siri still sucks after... Yes. Since yeah. the iPhone 4S, so... Uh, in any case, uh, now we t- have our chance to start talking about the goofy things. Uh, the goofy yeah. things. Oh, my Ooh. God. Uh, and I'm, I'm calling them goofy because I don't think that they're quite Uncanny Valley enough to, like, cause problems. But they do look goofy, uh, and we can we have to talk about that. The first is uh, eyesight, which is a brilliant name for uh, what they're calling this thing. Uh, but basically, it will project what you look like on the goggles, so that way people know that you're looking at them rather than yeah. looking at someone with goggles. And it, something like <laughs> this is a hundred percent necessary. I don't know if this is the solution. And I think the part that no. makes this extra goofy is the fact that it is ever so blurry. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason it's ever so blurry is not a stylistic thing. It's because there's a lenticular lens. And for those who don't know what that is, uh, it's do you remember those cards that you would go back and forth and have like a holographic image? That's what it is, except it's not showing the holographic image in front of the card. It's showing it behind, namely behind the screen. So it looks like it's on right. your face. So physically, it looks like you are looking through the goggles at someone's eyes. Um, and it's it's a little weird how they're doing this. They're facially reconstructing your face uh, via a scan and then your eye movements uh, to complete yeah. this illusion. Um, and it's interesting. It's something that's necessary. I don't know. I don't know how best they could have done this. Um, I wouldn't have done sh- it at all. I'm yes. sure there's an option to turn it off. Like there has to be an option to turn it off. I hope so. And right, let's. I see. I see them showing all this right now as a way of testing the waters to see what people are going to think about That's that. Fair. Uh, because they clearly are sold on it, right? They've used it enough internally that they felt that something like this was absolutely necessary to the point that they wasted money on an external display with a fancy yeah. 3D lenticular display so that way it looks physically three-dimensional, right? So, yes, I will say two things. One, I think we all can agree, like, 
Apple has a really high bar for quality. Yeah. Like, I will gladly, even though I'm going to rip them apart, <laughs> I will <laughs> gladly give them all the benefit of the doubt and swallow back my words when and if I have one of those because I'm going to be like, okay, they make the right choices. Like, we can all agree they have a really high bar. Sure. At the same time, it's like, it's stupid as can be. I, I don't think it's necessary. Like, that <laughs> and the facial reconstruction. Like, let's just yeah. not do that. It's okay. Like, just let's, like, there's no the, photo uh, there. That's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. really, it's really okay. Like, I mean, they I do. don't know. They do have Memoji. Memoji would have exactly. been perfect. Exactly, yes. dude. That's what. We're, yeah. Like, uh, at least for the FaceTime. So we didn't talk about FaceTime, but you can use fa this for FaceTime calls, and that's an excellent thing. However, to everyone else, you show up as this like little blurry 3D hologram, um, yeah. which might be cool. Like we're only seeing it via a presentation. We're not seeing it in person. Sure. In person, sure. this might be like something so mind blowingly cool to the nerds in us, right? It's like it's a 3D little. Like holograph, right? It might be the coolest yeah. thing. We don't know. We haven't played with this. We no don't one know. has access to these. Um, but, but I think the, the goofiest part about this is to take the scan. You need to pull the goggles off and do this. You need to look at them. <laughs> to get <scan> <laughs> like, out of all the pieces of technology Apple has at their disposal, that was the solution to scanning yourself. Yeah. Does it reflect like a mirror so you can see what you're looking at? It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. To me, I don't know. Psychologically, to me, there is a creepiness. And this is this is yes. obviously stupid because I have face ID on. But there is a psychological leap that happened here with like, why are they scanning my face to reconstruct it? Like... It's very creepy to me. It's very creepy. You don't need to I, scan my face to reconstruct it. Like, at least they're not. They don't have a camera inside. I think Facebook. I think showed this off at one point where they, they did, did put the googly eyes, but they just had a camera of your actual eyes and they just like <laughs> zoom them up. It was like extra bad. No, this looks like at least it's a transparent thing. In fact, I thought initially it was a transparent thing before they like showed oh. it for another twenty minutes. Like it, it did not click for me immediately that that was a display that I was looking at from the footage you know there that they're cameras. Showing. You know there are cameras on the inside though, right? There's an IR camera, not yeah. a not a full camera, not yeah. a full yeah. color camera. Yeah, yeah. So, like that, it it did not look like there was a camera taking a picture of someone's eyes and just like sure blasting sure, them yeah. there oh yeah <laughs> oh yes, that yes, that I other yeah i didn't can you run a little bit like quickly through the whole like i didn't get the what the inner camera does so the inner camera does eye tracking eye tracking for like the foveated rendering but they and... said something about like scanning so it's just oh like, yeah there's it's optic id so it's like that's it uses your iris as a, ID. as a authentication yeah again like, this is hypocritical because <laughs> I have face ID, but like scanning my iris is like, it's creepy. It's like Mission Impossible, can man. We, yeah, no, can I? I don't think I, anyone sees crazy? this creepy. I, I think people would think this is cool. It's future technology it's cool. for movies. I don't think it's it's oh gone into God. creepy for most people. The creepy the, part 
is when you need to do this on a not like I fully think Apple has proved themselves with biometric data. The creepy yeah. part is needing to do this on anything else. Like my work once saying that, hey, to get access to server cage, you need to put your thumbprint on this. I don't want to give my thumbprint to a thing to get to a server cage. That means that yeah. someone can th- cut off my thumbprint for that. I don't care for my phone at all. I, you know, I think the, yeah, I agree. I think the creepy part of this is like the reconstruction part, like scan my face for like authentication. Sure. But like, the reconstruction for face ID or her uh, FaceTime and uh, the pass through. That's weird to me. It just it doesn't look right. I think for me, it is in the uncanny Valley. It is just like, mm, I don't know. But even then, and, and I think, I think this is a matter of, of trust and I don't, I, it is, it's just a first impression because I, I haven't like actually gathered my emotions and my feelings all together and sifted through them. But like, it just feels like, how much more like we I agree and I have nothing against saying that we've trusted Apple with a lot of our biometric data and they've held their end of the bargain. I'm just worried like how much more because I gave them my face to get into my phone. Now I gave them my face so that they can do it 3D scanning and I'm giving them my irises. So it's like, is it better than to them than to Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Do I need to give it to them? I don't know. Again, you might Weird. not need to, right? Yeah. Uh, I, Maybe it's just if you want to lock it. Yeah. So I I am reasonably sure, sure the optic ID is just like Face ID. It's a convenience to get in, yeah. right? Um, so you don't need that. You can just choose to do it via passcode. Um, that makes sense. So I like that. If, if you yeah. can choose to never need to do a passcode, and that's like a key difference, right? Then maybe it's like a use your iPhone to get that'd be neat, you know, to authenticate for your app store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for the scanning, that's purely for like FaceTime slash this uh, uh, eyesight. So I imagine you can choose not to do that, right? That is a choice, and then it won't show eyes, and that's that's just that. That's your choice as a as a introverted person to not communicate back to someone that you're like giving them your attention that's a choice that you would make um perhaps you don't ever need to do that but if you do need to do that then i think this is a welcome addition other besides that right to Mm -hmm. to prevent you from needing to do that because from your point of view you see fine right uh and then someone calls your attention you turn all they see are these black ski goggles uh pointing their direction and that's not necessarily an indication that like they are they paying your attention. attention to them. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, whereas if you are looking at them and then it detects that and therefore will show your eyes through, that is really cool. Um, especially if they're not showing your eyes when you're like looking at something else that indicates that you're they don't have your attention. Um, right. And this this works uh, both ways. Like if someone's talking to you and you're reading a text, uh, then like that would that would indicate that, and I think that's the proper thing to do. I think them like faking it a hundred percent would have been more problematic. The fact that they are like easing in and out of these different states, I think, is the right social thing to do uh, for this kind of device, especially when you would otherwise be oblivious to it, right? It's not like you're going to remember to do this when you can see through it, right? How can you see through it? It sees the world around Cameras? you, and it's streaming that inside of them. Perfect, because that solved my one of the questions that I had. Where where it mentioned that you you could dim 
everything. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how are they doing that if it's see-through? But clearly it is not. It's not see-through, so no. Then that's it's it's all pass-through cameras. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so they, they have full fidelity for whatever they're projecting in front of you, which means it's not going to be all transparent or anything like the HoloLens. But wait, so they so there are like front-facing cameras. Yeah, there's like six cameras on the front. It's all cameras. And like a LiDAR sensor. Yeah, I mean, it's... I guess I'm just not made for these kinds of products. Like I, we, I remember ripping apart the Google lenses because they had a camera. So if you had them, you would be like you could take screenshots or pictures of video of whoever, and it'd be hard for them to notice. I wonder if Apple yeah. solved that. Like I wouldn't mind. I think the issue there is just a, a matter of like expectations mm-hmm. and whether a recording is going on. So if there's sure. like a huge red light saying like I'm recording, <laughs> I don't mind that. You. Which right? is yeah. what I think they're doing. So I think Good, Google so. Glass came out too early. Like we yeah, weren't definitely. prepared for this. Definitely. Uh, yes. If they had come out now, no one would have bat an eye towards always recording everything. In fact, if you've gone to a glassless shop, I don't know if you've seen the fancy Snapchat Ray-Bans that are essentially yeah. that. Always Ooh. on camera. No one talked about that. No one is There's like, like a, worried at all, right? That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, Meta or Facebook, whatever, uh, that does the rebounds. But I think when you, maybe it's the Snapchat ones or the rebounds. I don't know. But it's like right here. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little spinning indicator when you are recording, if I remember. If they wanted them. So, so that, okay. oh, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it just oh. depends, right? Uh, who knows with that device? But no one, no one cares at this point uh, whether whether people are walking around with cameras because people are walking around with cameras all the time, anyways. Like it's Fair, it's yeah. it's kind of escaped our our social like worry space. I don't know about that, that. Like uh, at, at, I think that's a very uh, American point of view. I'm sure a lot of Europeans would disagree heavily with that. Like I at least I'm very aware of like it's very obvious if someone is recording. Right. Sure. Whereas it's not obvious if they're like doing it from the stupid thing. I mean, even that is sort of obvious where I'm like, if we're having a conversation and I you have your phone there, at least there is a sense of expectation. Like the, there's a camera right there. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's wrong. Like you, I, I agree. The window has moved mm-hmm. so far to like, I'm being recorded that it's becoming normal. And but that, still, that's just one part of it. The second part of it is Apple also went and has a mode like when you're recording, I think your phone, your finger needs to like touch the device itself. Like oh, that's great. Record, that's like, excellent. Uh, yeah. Via the UI, like just in space. I don't there's, think you can. Yeah, there's a button like and I think specifically it did like a capture. little like white back and forth. Like it's like scanning. Um, nice. Oh, so you nice. have like all three things in its favor. This is the right time for something like that to exist with its eight bajillion cameras, which is like seven more <laughs> yeah, than dude. with the Google Glass app. Like this thing is recording in such high fidelity that nothing other than that device is really seeing much of any of it, um, mm-hmm. which is great. That's what we want. And including apps, right? Apps don't see what is around you. Um, and that is what right. we want. Um, yeah, like we don't that want, was sweet. We don't want, as app developers, I don't want access to what the user is seeing. I just want to be able yeah. to put stuff in that space uh, and let the yeah. user decide where it goes, 
Like that's totally fine by me. Um, and I think that's, that's the right balance here. Um, yeah. And as long as it has social cues for everyone else, and this includes like when it's recording, when they're paying attention to others, I think that's, it's doing its job, right? It's fitting into an existing ecosystem at least long enough for once we all get to the point where we're all wearing something like this, where mm-hmm. no one's paying attention to anyone anymore, then like everything's out the door. Like life is, <laughs> life has moved on, unfortunately. Uh, but until that point, I you think... You don't even recognize who it is because you're all wearing the same goggles. So. I mean, it won't be goggles at that point. It'll just be glasses and it looks like you're yeah, looking at someone and they're not even paying attention, right? Uh, that's did, that's our distant future. Um, did so. all of this presentation feel very Black Mirror to, to either of you? Like, no, it felt A lot of the things that were going on, I was like, oh, wow, this is like... It almost felt felt like fake. Like we're like this is truly it, we're living in jump. the future. Yeah, it is a yeah, it is right? definitely like a big jump. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh wow. Okay, so like I mean, going on oh sorry. Oh, I was gonna say the the part that it felt like this is this is future tech, um brings me back to anime, right? The whole you need to scan your face reminded me immediately of the start for Sword Art Online, where you need to scan yourself to use the thing so it calibrates, right? And yeah. the whole joke there was once the game got hijacked, everyone got reverted to their actual self. Um, and they couldn't just like live out their fake persona. They had to live out their real persona in the game because they scanned their real persona. Um, so that's that's the only like dark... That's sci-fi that I that I got from this, but it was more out of like excitement uh, rather than like fear or anything. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, isekai time! I'm ready for this." <laughs> Anyways, Fernando, back to your serious thought. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a. I feel there's a ton of like different like. There's a sad undertone, maybe because I I'm the depressed kind of person. I'm not, but like, uh, like okay, I'm just gonna sit in a room, which. I don't know. It's this whole psychological jump of like, we already sit in rooms just like yeah. watching things. But now it's like, you don't need to sit in a room. You can be like, I'm just going to put this thing here, dim everything, and just like disconnect from everything. I, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Someone at work mentioned like, maybe in five, 10 years' time, like, you won't be watching a movie on a TV. You'll just have these. And it's like, it's kind of the same thing. You you know, you close the blinds, you turn off the lights, and you watch a movie. But I think there, I agree, there's like this psychological hurdle to get over. And that probably happened with people with TVs back in the day. It right? happened with people like, reading newspapers. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. the march yeah. of progress. And it's uncomfortable for yeah. us, right? Agreed. Because it's different. But we've already started making the jump away from movie theaters to just TVs, right? I'm not going to go to a yeah. movie theater anymore. Why? Like, my TV is excellent. I'm not going to watch TV anymore. Why? this AR thing is excellent, right? It's just going down the rabbit hole. As long as it doesn't spend two decades spinning its wheels, kind of like the iPad. I don't know if it's been two decades, one decade, uh, spinning its wheels, kind of like the iPad, like not fulfilling the vision that it could have, then there's a chance for it, right? Uh (laughs) But no, you're right. I mean, I think, I think this is the first time I've ever felt like, the technology is could easily work against us as it could for us 
which again it's it's really a psychological thing like addiction to video games is already a thing addiction to like internet browsing it's already a thing it just feels like this this is a turning point in the sense that i don't know i guess i'll need to come back next week when yeah it's it's a new i mean it's like a brave new world right it's a yes. completely new frontier so yeah. i get that but talking about a, a potential benefit one thing that I, I thought was so cool was like we were talking about it's pass through so uh you're on an airplane you don't want to look at the person next to yes. you you close yes. out it's like a full environment and you just watch a big screen movie that's so cool dude so uh question huge practical use the 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 speakers are those bone induction speakers or are they just speakers yeah, that's next to your ears i it don't seems- think so, so- Right? It seemed they were right beside your ears. Yeah. Andrew Madsen, uh, I was talking to him at work. He said he's tried the uh, the Hollow, like the HoloLens 2, I think it is. They have similar speakers right there. And he was shocked at how high fidelity they sounded. Well, you only need two inputs, ears. to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But like, yeah, I don't know. So I, think... but I, I noticed you can also put in AirPods or whatever and, you know, just connect to that. Yeah, way. I guess if you wanted the noise canceling too, because that's that's what I was going to say. If you truly want to block out an airplane, that's not yeah. going to be enough. But with sure, a yeah. nice extra purchase of AirPods, um, hey. that is just like chump change compared to the price of this thing, uh, then yeah. you can definitely go ahead and do that. One thing I was very surprised about, they're bringing back 3D movies, which I find hilarious, but also terrifying. Um, Dude, like the only 3D movie to have come out in the last decade is the second Avatar movie. And the one previous to that was the first Avatar. You'll be surprised (laughs) how many movies are like remastered in 3D after being shot. So gross, dude. Um, But yeah, 3D movies. Uh, I guess it's a good thing they're being remastered all this time because now there's an outlet for it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy about 3D movies because uh the biggest problem for me is not the 3d aspect of it. It's the fact that whatever you're looking at does not render. Meaning if you're looking at the background, it's not like the background comes in focus just because you're looking at it. You're looking at a blurry background because that's the way it was shot. Uh, And you have no way around that. And these are not going to fix that for you. Uh, So I hope if you are choosing to watch uh, media that you've purchased um like on itunes or whatever you have the option to not watch the 3d version of it uh and just watch the 2d version of it um because oftentimes those are a lot more uh less headache inducing if you tend to be the kind of person like fernando you had the thing too close you were focusing a little too close for what your eyes were comfortable doing and therefore that was causing a headache same for 3D movies for me, for instance. If I watch yeah. a 3D movie for more than 20 minutes, yeah. I'm going to get yeah. a headache just from that. Same. Um, and it's not has nothing to do with anything else other than the focus. Um, so if my eyes are going to try to focus something that can't be focused, that's going to be a problem. I wonder how that's going to work for the rest of the device. Um, but it does support prescription lenses, which is what we were hoping for. Um, and I was especially hopeful when the first person, Tim Cook, had glasses, and the next person, I forget his name, had glasses, <laughs> and like, this thing is going to support glasses no, um, yeah, in some true. capacity. Apple's not doing it, though. They are partnering yeah. with another company uh, to make those actual lenses, so uh, Apple is going to get 3000 bucks. Another company is going to get 1000 bucks. <laughs> Your wallet's going to be very empty by the end of this, uh, but that yeah. was interesting. 
Yeah, what sucks though, I I was thinking about that and I'm like, my prescription changes every year. Ouch. Even if it's slightly. So that's uh that's a hard pill to swallow because like what do you do with the old ones? You can't no one has the same prescription as me. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe you can so, lease them. Lease them. Or sell like <laughs> like, one like uh, camera day. optics. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Well, that's what glasses but, yeah. stores do, right? They they uh, recycle your yeah. glasses uh, and give them to countries in need. So maybe that's recycle better. your lenses, give them to an Apple Vision Pro user in need. In need, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Because they're the probably bankrupt from buying it. It's like, oh, anyone yeah. have a four point five, four point five? Uh, I'll trade you a five for a four point five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, usually that's like an app idea. Yeah, yeah. Just build the website. There you go. Fernando's thinking big money here. Yeah. Except there's no money. We're trading. A dollar. <laughs> At least I mean, dollar. You're you're probably right that the uh, what is it like thirty people their thing when they were mentioning the um the UV exposure thing was like thirty oh, percent of up everyone to fifty percent of all people. That's that's the projected number. Well, yeah, which is oh, crazy. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure within yeah. like the tech sphere it's way more than the well, yeah we're all the people sure. that stayed inside <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a it's a good market i'm sure fernando had some sunlight clearly but we didn't <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was definitely the one staying inside reading so that you, you hit me hard um anything else here uh they showed dinosaurs go watch prehistoric planet the second season just came out it is awesome um oh, cool I watched the first one. Definitely amazing. Like, incredible. Is it yeah. on Apple TV Plus? Yep. Cool. Yep. It just came out, like, literally weeks ago. Um, oh. And I imagine I guess, um, this is an excellent time to have 3D dinosaurs for a vision thing. Just saying, Apple, you have the models. Yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> um, yeah. And they. Uh, I guess the uh, interesting thing hardware-wise is, like, it's not two M2s. It's an M2 and a new R1, R1 chip. So specific for whatever spatial... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't paying a ton of attention. I just, yeah, heard R1. I was like, oh, okay. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I believe they said it's constantly processing the surroundings for positioning and stuff like that. So that's always on. Okay. It's always doing its thing. Um and on the idea of it always being on, this thing will last two hours on battery. Yeah. Uh, on battery, I should know, is a puck the roughly the size of your phone that goes in your pockets. This thing yeah, does not have MagSafe. It. it has a click-in power, so it doesn't click out because it, I don't think it has much runtime uh, on its yeah. own. I think it's probably just on the order of minutes to swap. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got... You've got to imagine, though, like if you're going to, I don't know, be sitting at a, a couch or something, there's probably like a wall outlet one that you yeah. can just click in so and they, it's like unlimited power. They say it's I mean, it two hours sucks, on battery but... or as long as you want powered. <laughs> That's what I they mean, said on the wow. website. <laughs> two um, hours on battery and six if you're plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps draining faster than the... <laughs> Consumes 1,800 watts. Um so no, but like Spencer was saying, like that, this is a first gen product. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah. in my living room, there are no like power plugs nearby, or yeah, usually they're hidden away, like behind the you couch. Just have, 
a so, huge like 20 foot extension cable i think spencer yeah. giving the opposite example right if you're in the living room you have the thing in your couch to plug in well right i have one right here but this room is small but yeah but yeah in my living room i definitely don't put another way you'll find a way to get a <laughs> get a thing into your couch if you're if you're using it. reality os finds a way i yeah. mean just buy 10 batteries and that's it yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's that's something I've done. Keep swapping them. back back when laptops only lasted two hours, and this was the official number, and the actual number was much lower. Um, and you could change the batteries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I actually, the moment I bought my laptop, I bought three extra batteries because they were hot Dang. swappable, and I was like the coolest yeah. thing. You just pop off the back plate, pull out the battery, put in a new battery, and you can continue working for another hour or so. Uh, because that's all it lasts. Uh, but you had four uh, at at that point. Right. So I imagine with this, that's also something that people are going to consider. Um, yeah. So that's that's very interesting. It's uh, there. I mean, there's a lot here, and that's cool. Uh, but the I guess final uh, thing to talk about is the price, which is uh, pretty brutal. I was. Do you think? Getting pretty hyped up for it, and then I heard the price, and I was like, "Not for me, not right now." Thirty four ninety nine. I mean, it is cheaper than six Pro Display XDRs. Here, it's cheaper than one Pro Display XDR. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm gonna buy it. Uh, and it is technically it's... more more pixels for your for your computer, right? It's true. I think it's priced right. Like the, I'm not su- I I'm not right? surprised at the price after going through this whole thing. Like six camera, like I mean, it, it has a ton of hardware. Yep. It just still sucks, and I'm bummed that I'm not going to buy it. The question that might change Spencer's mind: If you're using your Mac on this thing, does it come with a curved display? Like, can you curve the window, and it's not just a, a yeah. flat plane, <laughs> but, well, but a curved? I was plane. thinking, can I can I squish the display so it's a thirty-two by nine aspect ratio? Does it have to be uh, sixteen by nine? Yeah, and if it's only one display extra, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really an infinite canvas on the macOS mode. It looks like it's just like your screen, mm-hmm. and that's it, which is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, to be determined. Uh, I would say last thing I wanted to mention was the micro LED display that they're using for each eye uh, is on an Apple Silicon backplane. So this is the first Apple Silicon yeah. non-computing chip, but a display chip. So um, are they manufacturing the whole display, do you think? Like the whole thing? Or not manufacturing, but they designed uh the the specification for that display and they're just having someone else print it someone uh, basically um so that is really cool it will work with all iphone and ipad apps i think we mentioned that um so it's coming into day one with tons of functionality which i don't think any of the competition really had other than games up until now uh so that's really great the camera stream was 12 milliseconds between the outside world and what you're seeing. So hopefully not too nauseating. Um, that's the only latency related thing that they mentioned. Uh, so that's yeah. we're hoping for the best. Um, they didn't mention refresh rate or anything at all, did they? No. Uh, that's scary. Yep. Uh, and uh, there's a re- new Reality Composer Pro, uh, which will help uh developers make apps for this um or more specifically make 3d content for this uh very cool that's that's welcome 
This week's episode of Code Completion is brought to you by Not Pho. Tired of eating the same old meals time and time again? Consider Vietnamese food. You might already know of pho, but there are tons of other flavors specific to Vietnamese cuisine that are sadly not well known around the world. This includes everything from sandwiches like banh mi, rice plates like gom tam, and even the deliciously savory crepes known as ban seo. That's where the app Not Pho comes in. It's a free-to-try app dedicated to teaching you more about the wonders behind Vietnamese cuisine, brought to life with colorful and interactive illustrations and animations. Learn how to make many classic Vietnamese flavors at home, but even if you don't cook, you'll know how to order like a pro the next time you visit your local Vietnamese restaurant. Recently news version 1.2, which brought a brand new home screen to the app featuring a recipe of the week and a map of Vietnam allowing you to start exploring recipes by region as well. Thanks again to Not Pho for sponsoring our show. Search for Not Pho, that's N-O-T space P-H-O, on the app store today to give it a try completely for free. So this week we don't have a uh, code completion tip. Uh, we just have the State of the Union, uh, which yeah. uh, came right after the keynote. Um, and this is Apple's time to kind of overview uh, everything that's new for developers, because the keynote, frankly, has become a very, uh, a very public-facing uh, event. And they they mention us uh, by name from time to time. They say developers will use this, developers will use that. Uh, but for the most part, it's like what you can expect out of your favorite OSs, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we um, we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, Swift macros are coming, so that's awesome. Uh, super excited about that. I think that is, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, but it'll open up a bunch of functionality to. Well, yeah, I mean, some things that we'll talk about later, but just in general, you can just write whatever macros you want. And, uh, there were some cool things like showing um, you can basically I. I guess would you call it like debugging the macros or viewing what actually yeah that was generated that was super cool so if you're if you're using a debugger uh, and you've used macros in the past like with C good good luck there is no tooling around that it's just going to be like forget about it Uh, what's happening here uh, is Xcode will go ahead and detect that you're debugging of course and it will show you the expanded macro so you actually see what it's looking at line by line when it is jumping into your code. So that is very, very welcome yeah. uh, and not at all expected, despite the fact that we knew macros were coming for quite a while. Um, I have a random question. Are the iMacs that they're presenting with the same ones from last year? Because they had it colorful like IMAX all over the WWDC kind of presentation. I'm wondering if those are the same exact computers. Not the same model. Oh, we know they're the same model. Are they the same computers uh, that they used last year? I don't think Apple has the budget to be changing computers every year, Dimitri. Because I know for the, the displays at WWDCs, uh, those were all Mac minis. And in the past, they were Tower Power Mac G5s that were not being used. Uh, that oh, they had nice. running all the displays of like what's next in this session. That was a there was a Power Mac G5 in the in the box nice. uh, cheese grater style uh, and later Mac yes, Pros. Dude. Like whatever was not being used. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. uh, they clearly got the IMAX for all those uh, all those presentations because they're very colorful and nice looking. Now they're probably just reusing those IMAX, right? Probably. Okay. Uh, back to what's actually new. Um, we got Swift UI improvements to animations uh, and maps, yeah, which is maps. super super cool. Uh, we had animated SF symbols, 
Like, who was expecting that? Not me. Yeah. Very uh, cool. We can say Very goodbye cool. to state object, observable object, all the all the complexities Ooh. from SwiftUI. You just have at state, you have at environment, and then you have observability, which we talked about and we remarked last week does not have an implementation yet. Well, it turns out Apple is coming in clutch with an implementation of observable yeah, uh, for everyone to use uh, days after the last pitch was like, uh and, and like yeah, improved second pitch so that yeah. that was very interesting to see uh coming um and for those who don't know that basically means that any object that subscribes to this um uh what's it called uh macro uh will macro. get a bunch of functionality for free uh via generated code so that's super super cool uh and very welcome it replaces it completely yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting rid of all the dynamic nature of this and building it in statically when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Big. I yeah. Like Dimitri said, big for I don't know. SwiftUI is awesome, and like I'm, it's hard to understand sometimes. So like getting rid of state object, observable object, all of those things, and just kind of having one unified thing is like so good. Very welcome. The thing that macros really enabled this year, though, is something that people have been asking for forever, and that is Swift data. Uh, so yep. it's still built on core data, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it no. promises to not be complicated and be simple and straightforward to use, like most of the Swift language. Uh, so that's a thing. Yeah, looks pretty cool. You No longer do you need to, you know... Write your model out and then have to go into a, a whatever it's called, XC data model file or whatever and generate code. Write like it a again. <laughs> yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty happy. Looked, uh, honestly. Yeah. Fernando was freaking out. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. I mean, Dimitri, perhaps a little sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that and comment it out. But uh, okay. Swift data is still based on reference types uh, and it still seems to have all of the usual core data shenanigans for like yeah. the basic setup. So maybe my thing still has life. We will see. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting. I can't remember if you said it or if, um, and, or I know that people at my work said it, but um, they were looking into it a little bit. It looks like it's pretty compatible with like an, an existing core data. It's a hundred percent compatible. Stack. So you could like use both mm-hmm. kind of, you know, pick and pick and choose whatever you want. So like for us, we use core data, uh, but, you know, for anything new, we could just go and, and use Swift. Data That'd be amazing. Have, yep. have two databases going on yeah. or anything. So that's cool. So one thing to keep in mind, they mentioned, oh, you get free cloud kits syncing. This is via the yeah. core data cloud kit syncing. So that's oh, the no, giant right. asterisk. Or yeah. you could save it to file and have iCloud Drive sync it for you, uh, oh, no. which is which uh-huh. is the other uh, the other version of the syncing. So um, I'm only half half uh, giving them slack for that because my thing would also work fine with iCloud Drive, unlike Git repos. Uh, so yeah. there, yeah. there, that is not a bad version for syncing. In fact, I sync tons of things via iCloud Drive. Um, so something to consider there. Uh, widget Kit yeah. is getting a bunch of updates, namely for interactive uh, widgets. There are continuity widgets, which is actually yeah. awesome. Widgets That's from your cool. phone on your computer. Thumbs up for me. Very cool. To trigger the explosions. 
Um, <laughs> uh, there are widget timelines in the previews. Yeah. Also very cool. Uh, App Intense uh, got overhauled again for the 20th time. Um, there's, there's Tip Kit which is a very much welcome by, I think, every That's developer, cool. because every yep. developer has written their own version of TipKit at least three times. Very um, cool. Very So cool. very welcome, because that means we can finally stop rewriting them. Uh, yeah, we can just I, go with yep. one format, and as Apple changes whatever TipKit is in the future, it'll just continue using the same data, uh, which is ideal. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, AirDrop without a share sheet. Um, those were like the main headlining uh, things, right? Yep. And those are like some pretty good improvements. I'm overall very happy with with that. I mean, the Swift UI stuff is great. Macros in general with both like um, observable and Swift data and stuff, this kind of more first party stuff, but also <clears throat> just in general, being able to use macros for whatever. I, I was interested to see and maybe they'll say it in a um in a, an actual like swift ui session if they mention uh removing the 10 view limit in swift ui or something i'm so. sure it's gone yeah, it has okay. to be gone with the variadic generics. i hope so um i don't know if it would be backwards compatible actually uh it should be mm, I don't know. no it wouldn't because those methods are not available unless they backported. They backported some stuff in UIKit. Um, I forget what exactly, but I was reading through and I was like, oh, this functionality is available in iOS 13. I was like, thumbs up. Oh, I do remember seeing something, something in the release yeah. notes. Um, but yeah, like they could do that. So yeah, it most certainly is something they are considering. Let's put it that way. Uh, something else they we talked about loosely is they have the game porting toolkit, uh, which was another mm-hmm. focus of uh their state of the union which has an emulation environment for windows games which i found to be kind of fascinating just so you can see that's interesting what's Very your baseline running mm-hmm. on apple silicon what's your baseline no optimization no optimizations yeah. running through an emulator uh like it only goes up from here um i mean if it's anything like rosetta i think done. it's rosetta plus wine honestly Oh, I don't think they're okay. running. Yeah, that makes sense. Like they don't need to run all of Windows. They just need to run enough of Windows yeah. for you to like run an app, and that yeah. has that's yeah. a proven yeah, science at this point. Um, so mm-hmm. with Rosetta doing the rest of it, um, wait. Like that, so does that, that mean, is amazing? Does that mean we could get like Windows games just running straight out of the box? If you're That'd a developer, cool. I, like yeah, I mean, although would you have to have like. I don't think you could just like throw in the exe. Like you'd have to have. I imagine you could. No way, dude. Well, That'd be so cool. So, but so if that's you could, the thing. Then that's if what you, I'm saying, right? Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things. Like, if you're a developer and you have the basic know-how to navigate these tools, why not? Right? Like, Windows oh, developers sweet. are not going to have a unified build system uh, to like yeah. target. They're just going to have their built executable, and then you run it. Good point. Um, dude. So. That is, it, it's probably gonna run like hot garbage. Oh yeah, for most definitely. Stuff, though I don't um, know, like yeah, I want to be surprised. I don't know. Maybe if you have an M2 Ultra, but otherwise, these are beast, be cool, a beasts though. on a like chip. Yeah, graphically, like not 
a ton though. Yeah, unless so I, I remember reading there's a whole bunch of stuff you need to do with regard to how you access memory with the tile mapper or something. Mm-hmm. Um that if you do that correctly, you're gonna get phenomenal performance out of uh the M series of chips. If you do not do that, you're gonna have like a miserable time trying to get mm-hmm. all the performance that you actually want. Um so that's like the major limiting factor that I don't think you're going to get for free just by doing the emulation sure. layer. Uh, you will maybe start to get that from free uh, when you like convert the shaders and stuff like that. But from what I've read, if you architect it for this from the beginning, you're good. Like there's a lot of performance headroom. If you don't, then you're kind of stuck unless you rewrite everything from scratch. Uh, so that's that's the trade-off there. I don't think it's quite comparable, but like the Steam Deck, for example runs Linux and Valve, you know, has its own compatibility layer that it's running using to run Windows games and they run pretty well on a not terribly great chip. It's you know, it's it's x86 and stuff so it's like not directly comparable, but uh I could see it Well, it's, it's never CPU, right? It's always the GPU performance. Like that's fair, the Steam yeah. Deck is Good what point. 1080p 720p. 720p. Or 800p. So yeah. yeah, it's not even that <laughs> that many pixels. Yeah. And then like yeah, we expect true. anything running on a Mac to use all 5K of our uh, pixels. Like gamers don't even use 4K; they use 1080p, just high frame rate. <laughs> um, so there's there's yeah. a big trade off there uh, that yeah, people need to contend with. Um, so this hopefully helps. Uh, they also get a shader um, converter, uh, which will just take old shaders and turn them into metal shaders there's uh work that they need to do to convert the graphics code that they just kind of glossed over which i feel like is most of the work um (laughs) don't worry about that stuff that's the that's the days (laughs) everything else was an hour the rest of the days (laughs) um and uh yeah so that's cool uh as far as the other media kit stuff av camera uh supports zero shutter lag now so if you are making a camera app you can make a better camera app uh it will do all the overlapping captures the deferred processing volume shutter button it'll basically do all the things that you hoped it would do and it just didn't um so that's neat there's a new hdr spec for photos uh which is not by apple but apple helps write it to make it into a real spec so that's neat uh and then screen capture kit has a new window picker for better privacy so you no longer, as I many times have to do, wait for, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds for Slack to enumerate all your windows into its bad picker um, for you to choose the one that you want when you just wanted to share your whole screen anyways. Uh, now you can just go ahead and ask the system to give you a list of 200 windows, and maybe that one's faster. We will see. Um, I'll be the first to report once Slack uses this new window picker, uh, which they probably won't. Uh, and that kind of circles it off for the media related stuff, right? Or media and graphics. Um, the watch has new tab views, uh, which look pretty cool, I would say. Like little dot dot dots when you rotate the thing. But you don't use an Apple Watch? I tried for many years. You're missing out on a key platform, Fernando. I am. I can assure you I am not. <laughs> it definitely does not have one developer <laughs> developing for more than. No, it seems like they put quite a bit into it this year. Um, 
and then the toolbar will automatically put stuff in the corners for you. So it just adapts, uh, which is neat. So you get the new styling just by building with the new SDK, assuming you didn't customize too much, which uh, I have definitely not learned that lesson um, of customizing UIs too much where new SDKs don't just break everything permanently. Uh, onto accessibility, uh, they have new APIs for pausing animated images. Very welcome to be system wide. Uh, they have uh, the thing where it will dim flashing lights automatically in AV Foundation. There's an API for it. And the open source thing that we mentioned last week, uh, that is actually just the reference. Like that is the code that does it, but you don't need that code when running um, on. Uh, when you're running on a Mac or an iPhone or iPad. Uh, on to privacy. And I think I'm just speed running through these because there's so many. Uh, not a lot. I mean, there's not a lot to say with some of these in regards to some of these. Yeah. Uh, the privacy one is cool. Uh, yes. There is a new built-in photo picker again. Uh, this one, I think, is to show like a little a little strip or ribbon like apps like to do of like recent photos. So you don't have to show like the whole thing. Um, I think this like gives a little bit more control to do that. And I think it had like a, 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 a HUD on top of it that says this is private. The app doesn't see this. I think. Neat. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Which is like nice. Cause it's a reminder. The only reason huh? it's a reminder to the user basically. Yeah. Like the only reason I saw Facebook, well, two reasons, but one is for the Facebook marketplace because the like that's kind of how people just sell things here, um, and I, I like I've definitely not shared my photo library with Facebook, right? But every time I want to post something, I have to go into the settings app and change what my selected photos yeah. are. So being able to have the whole photo picker is nice, but like not letting the actual app see that but still being able to select photos like I'm, yeah. I'm stoked for like that one use. It's case. also a so, dance. I don't know if you do this Spencer, but every time I have to do that, I deselect all previous images. Yep. So 100%. Yeah, it's like, you don't yep. need those anymore. Here's the three. It's a pain. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that. I can see how helpful it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, privacy labels uh, are getting an overhaul, uh, namely library providers can say uh, exactly what they're collecting. So that way app developers don't need to figure it out. I imagine no one is going to do this uh, except all the libraries that don't collect any information. They're going to be like, we don't collect any information. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that was a... I think that was Apple trying to warn people. It's like, hey, d these third-party SDKs, like, don't don't use them <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, basically. Did um, it happen to any of you? We were using Sentry sometime... I don't know if it was this year or last year. We used Sentry for, like you know, crash, uh, crash reporting in general. Um, there was an update. I was building a feature. I don't remember what feature. Um, and, and suddenly, when I was on the main screen, it requested, like, contacts or something. Mm. Like, the app suddenly started requesting access to contacts or photos. I don't remember what it was. I was like, Ooh. what the fuck? I didn't change anything. And I, like, for, like, four hours, I was going through my code, like, what is going on? And it was Why Sentry. We... And it was Sentry. That's it, it was apparently was an, an, an issue where they imported contacts and and I don't know if this is true, but apparently importing contacts enough was to enough like to trigger. trigger the. But I was like, holy, like this is crazy! Like 
we just updated a dot release and it started requesting and their answer was ridiculous it was like oh just set a a, a text string like the the display string saying we don't no, use we it. don't want to so, collect contacts yeah. and i'm like what no i don't even want to ask if someone wants yeah. contacts it was the yeah. stupidest thing i've ever heard but oh that's yeah so this is really nice like the privacy levels are yes yeah. nice. yikes if they actually do them um there are sdk signatures which I don't think anyone is going to do. Uh, but I think Exo does automatically. It's just going to fingerprint and say like, hey, the SDK looks different all of a sudden. Are you sure you got it from the right place? Um, and then the cool part is there's now sensitive content analysis as a framework, yes. uh, which allows any app to just find sensitive content. So if you Very are cool. writing, say, a Macedon client and you just don't want to deal with people tagging stuff directly you can just yeah. have it automatically like figure out like hey this mm, maybe not meant for your feed um and you can give the user control to turn that on or off and like hide and do all the very things nice. that you need to do so i wonder uh, if very well spoilers there. yeah uh it cannot <laughs> do that for spoilers unfortunately oh, no. um one this is what i wanted to go back sorry real quick this is what I wanted to go back to or talk about when we were talking about airdrop is this works with airdrop. So Ooh. it's like all on device, Ooh. which is sweet. So if someone airdrops you like a nude photo, it'll be like, it'll blur it out and everything and be like, do you want to even receive this? So like, that's cool. That is very welcome. Not that I've ever had that happen to, but like, I'm sure when I've only heard of yeah, that happening. That. Um, yeah. I have received a sloth before, which I found hilarious. I passed on the <laughs> sloth since, uh, because you have to, um, but uh, that that was uh, that was very that's very interesting that AirDrop supports that. What that is, I'm yeah. hoping is that apps can maybe drop the requirements of like the 17 plus when oh, the device is like they can't do this now. But I'm I'm hoping Apple makes available parental controls that are set on the device two apps so that way an app can self-moderate itself mm. if that makes sense mm, that'd be cool um mm -hmm. and yeah. limit functionality based on what the parental controls right. are set to um that way an app doesn't have to be 17 plus right if it has like some check boxes that um allow access outside access well if you're a kid no outside access and done uh then it's no right. longer a 17 plus app um so i think this is kind of inching in that space and maybe you can do that i don't know it's been many years since i last checked uh, but something interesting. On to the App Store, where we did not get any of the news that we were expecting, but we did get some news. Yeah, dude. Uh, StirKit views, meaning you get a Swift UI, I don't know, Swift UI, UI Kit, whatever. I think it's Swift You UI. get some views that you get to use that just show your product page. Nice. AKA, we are returning finally to the original days of the App Store, where you had a product page and a buy button. Now you can download yep. the app first, you can try it out. And then you have a product page in a buy button that you didn't need to write. And I think this is like, finally. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it took this long. And most of the app developers that I know are not ones that like writing their own stores, uh, turns out. Um, and turns out it's hard to write your own store because you have to go with the times. Localize and the times it. are constantly changing. And Apple's yeah. changing their mind. And then they say, oh, this is not allowed when this is what they were suggesting. And it's a big back and forth for no reason uh so yeah. i am so happy that uh store kit views are like a proper thing now yep that's good 
Uh, and then we go on to our favorite app that we use the most, and that is Xcode. Uh, Xcode is getting uh, quite a lot um, that is uh, interesting. Namely, Code Completion got a name drop. Uh, that's that's right. Our hey. podcast got a name drop <laughs> during uh, the Xcode segment uh, regarding autocomplete. Um, because they're just talking about code completion, regular terms, not, not, not <laughs> no. this podcast. Um, but yeah, the autocomplete now uses your current context over everything else. So, uh, even less scenarios for NS stream, uh, which is very welcome. Um, the asset catalogs now get symbols automatically generated. I think this was possible in previous years. It just wasn't done automatically for you. Now, uh, Xcode will just do it. So that's welcome. Uh, SwiftUI previews got simplified. There's no longer all this like setup that you need to do. You just use a new macro, which is pound preview, and it will take care of the rest, um, which is the magic of macros. Uh, And it works on SwiftUI views, UIKit views. Yeah, the whole whole range. That's so good. And it was possible to do it for UIKit and AppKit previews as well. You just had to write a whole bunch of wrapper code for no real reason. Uh, So that's all gone. So let the macro do it for exactly. you. That's the best part. Yeah. Uh, you can stage changes on a line-by-line basis now, um, which nice. is also welcome. That's something I always use GitHub Desktop to do. Um, so great that Xcode can do it. We'll see how well it can do it uh, when it uh, is something that I download, uh, which I can do very fast now, it turns out. Um New test results. Uh, if you run tests, the, the whole screen got revamped. Uh, it takes screen recordings of UI tests, which yeah. um, I think is just going in line with what other tools for like web development uh, and stuff do. Um, there's a big framework called Cypress that does all this. So I think that's Apple uh, trying to meet demand of people saying like, oh, iOS development sucks. It's not like web development. Um, so now it's, now it's more like web development. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, linking is five times faster. Thumbs up. Cool. Uh, you can merge libraries if you have lots of libraries. Also thumbs up. Uh, and Xcode is 50% smaller on the Mac App Store. Um, all the SDKs oh, are downloadable. Really? I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's if it's universal. Mm. Uh, let's let's try. It was like seven. I downloaded it. It was like seven gigs or something. Oh yeah, so it's only the okay. Fifty percent smaller does not mean half the size. It just means that. What does it mean? It means half the size. It doesn't mean half the size. 50, whenever they use percentages, so. it's always confusing. So oh no, I'm sorry. It was the zip is three point zero nine gigs. So if oh. you go up. It's complicated. Like fifty percent faster. Extra, that's yeah, that's, that's weird. That's one point yeah. five. Yeah. Right. Or or it can mean I don't remember. I'm getting confused. But yeah, fifty percent should mean half. Like literally, right. yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm signing into Apple to download Xcode now. Hold please. Uh view downloads. Why was I not looking at downloads already? Oh, you can choose at the time of download. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's funky. Which thing? Yeah, downloads like a manage uh, manifest. Okay, so the minimum is two point eight gigabytes. If you add iOS, it's nine point eight nine. Wow. Uh, Watch OS is six point five, uh, and TVOS is six point. So 
Uh, WatchOS and TVOS are like four gigabytes, three point something gigabytes each. iOS is seven gigabytes. Um, and if I just choose them all, oh, they're all downloading as individual packages. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And it's done. It's like a DMG for so. the, for iOS. Wow. Okay. Five <laughs> G. Five G. Five G. Five G. Five G. Um. So yeah, Xcode. It's it's better. Yeah. Uh, Xcode Cloud is also better. Uh, it has tester notes for test flight, and it can do notarization as well. Uh, and then finally, we have Vision OS, uh, which is not Reality OS, and it's not XR OS, which were like the two names that were floating Although, around. It was. It's not now, but it might have been. <laughs> uh, it might have been a couple days ago. It was pretty funny to see her them add like a new target, and it said XR OS, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is a recent change." Okay. Yeah. Uh, so th- things still need to kind of go through the, the marketing push. Um, yeah. but it seems like there's a new kind of paradigm to deal with. Uh, you have a, sh- you have a concept called spaces. You either have the shared space, which can occupy multiple apps or a full space, which is like you're immersed in this one thing that you're doing. Um, the shared space, uh, has a concept of windows, so you can put Windows wherever you are. I don't know if there's a limit. They kind of only showed three at a time on most of the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm very that. afraid if this is like a, a artificial limit for our our very underpowered M2 processor to deal with. Um, yeah. And Windows can have uh, depth uh, and 3D elements. Um, and the other type of thing is you can have a volume. And a volume is a horizontal surface that just goes up. So if you want right. to show like a 3D object, that's a volume uh, that you're occupying. Um, and those are basically the new paradigms that you're dealing with. It seems like everything is built on Reality Kit. Like that is the base framework. SwiftUI was re-implemented on top of Reality Kit. Um, and anything UI Kit will work. It's just working in a window like constrains right. to a two-dimensional surface, right? Um, yeah, I think so. And then uh, ARKit There's is AR your kit. alternative um, to Reality Kit. I don't know if it's a long-term alternative. I think it's kind of like the carbon and the cocoa, Reality Kit being the cocoa and ARKit being the carbon. Like the first kind of experiments that Apple was doing was all... Mm-hmm. AR kit until reality kit started coming along. Um, so it feels like that. Um, if you have an app that's already built, it's going to work. It doesn't seem like they're pushing people to start something new with AR kit. They are definitely pushing people to start new stuff with UI with Swift UI. Like, yes, uh, kind of say goodbye to uh, UI kit and app kit for new development um, as much as you right. can. Um, and with that, anything in SwiftUI is basically rendered in the same context of 3D space. So you can just say to your view, hey, I want a Z offset for this, and it will just pop out, which is magical. Um, That's pretty cool. So uh, there's some new UI paradigms. There's ornaments, which are these little things that are as stick as like 3D elements aside or underneath, like tab bars, menus. Um, very cool. Uh, you can have portals, 
So you can have something that uh, pops out or you can walk into a different space kind of thing. Um, I think that's what portals are. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, cool. Uh, there's a dynamic foveation, uh, which is just foveated rendering uh, in every other uh, industry. Um, I don't know why they... Including in their earlier presentation? Yeah, I don't know why they needed to give this a new marketing term. Uh, but uh, there's dynamic foveation. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically means it's only going to render what you're looking at in high fidelity. Everything else gets poor fidelity. Maybe you need to pay attention to that if you're like counting pixels uh, to do anything specific. Um, it'll get like really, really janky otherwise, uh, but we'll see. Uh, they're partnering with something called Material X uh, to get like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's this is a company or it's a standard. I like, I'm very uh, ill-equipped yeah, to talk I... about this uh, well, so it's there. You can get them on Material X. I don't know if it's .com or something. Um, yeah, I think it's just a standard uh, or either if Material X is the standard or they like made the standard, but they're going I don't think they that. made the standard. Like, that was an ugly logo that they had. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, there's skeletal yeah. hand tracking, uh, which I think means you get all the digits and all the uh, wrist movements. So that's really uh, cool. Uh, and there's a simulator and the simulator, we don't have access to it yet. Um, that's coming in a month, I believe they said in July. Yeah. I think um, so. and the simulator allows you to go ahead and explore a 3d space that Apple like bundled in it. Uh, and you can use your app in that context and you might be wondering, well, I don't have access to the simulator yet, uh, but I'm going to soon. Do I get access to a device? Uh, and this is where things are interesting. So, there's no device for the general public until early next year. Very nebulous uh, timing there. Um, yeah. It sounds like they just want to get the idea out to get thoughts, uh, speculations out of the way, uh, and people focus on making stuff for it. For the time being, no one can make stuff for it. Uh, in a month, people can start making stuff for it, but no one will have it. Uh, you can go and be invited to one of Apple's headquarters in a variety of different cities um, and use it personally if they choose you. Or they mention something very interesting. You can ask them to try it out and tell you if there's anything <laughs> glaring, um, which... Like App Store review, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, though I hope better. Um, <laughs> yeah. A little bit better feedback. Like if there's something specific you want to make sure it works, like you can tell them and they'll they'll really uh, try the heck out of it. Um, and they're like, I don't like your color. Um, yeah. The app crash. Yeah. That's all you get. Uh, like, I hope it's not that, but it doesn't seem like yeah. it will. Or, or, or uh, you can put in your name for a uh, developer kit um, and the developer kit will be the device. Um, though I imagine it's not going to be the device for people with glasses. Like that sounds complicated to do developer kits for. Um, yeah. so that's, that's like the, the range here, um, of how you're going to, to make apps for this thing. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. They, they showed off like you again, using your, the, the headset with your Mac writing it on, you know, writing the, the reality OS or vision, man, whatever vision OS app. While you're wearing the headset on Xcode on this, you know, extended screen, but then to the left, 
you run the you run the app and Neat. it actually pops up to the that's side. awesome so like that's pretty cool and probably would be a very nice thing to have if you are actively developing an app i mean you can Otherwise, look at your monitor which is probably gonna be repixelated right because it's yeah. gonna be looked at as that's probably why they developed this because they're like well you can just look at your monitor and then they realize the monitor is much lower fidelity than they remembered <laughs> um and that's like the the band-aid solution um yeah which feels like a band-aid solution but that's what it agreed. is. Agreed. Give me a f- real infinite canvas, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the last thing I want to point out is Apple has some great uh, highlights uh, in their documentation. We'll have a link. Probably the only link we have is probably to that, uh, along with like a few other things. Um, so do check that out. It has basically everything new in one document, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. I think so. Any How are you guys feeling? 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't mention anything about the App Store. Uh, I think they're just going to let that happen and the train wreck yeah. that it is. Um, and yeah. Maybe they'll do... Uh, no, I was going to say maybe they'll do something with in September when they release the phone with the USB-C port. But they're not going to like do two EU things at the same time, probably. So Yeah. As always, I want to personally thank everyone for listening in this week. Please be sure to follow us on mastodon.social at CodeCompletion to know notes as go live. And feel free to toot at us if there's ever a topic you'd like for us to dig into. Most importantly, as a small podcast, please be sure to share this with your friends and family who are also interested in any part of the process of app development. It's your support that enables us to continue doing this, and we hope to grow a healthy community around everything we discuss. Once again, I want to give my thanks to Spencer, who's at Spencer C. Curtis. That's S-P-E-N-C-E-R-C-C-U-R-T-I-S. Fernando, who is at F. Olivares, that's F-O-L-I-V-A-R-E-S, for joining me this week. My name, once again, is Dimitri. You can find me at Dimitri Bunil. That's D-I-M-I-T-R-I-B-O-U-N-I-O-L. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Okay, so final thing. Uh, Apple Sherlock's one more thing today. Oh, Uh, no. (laughs) This is something that uh, I didn't... I, I mentioned... Uh, briefly in passing last night because I'm like, I'm going to make Swift data happen for everyone, and I did it. Um, I have you. started about a month ago, I think is like the first commit. Uh, it's mm-hmm. quite a while now. Um, a basically pure Swift implementation of a database um, just because it was a curiosity that I've had, um, and I was aiming for a nice type-safe API around it um, based on value types using async await, async sequences and all that. Um, and I'm making good progress on it, but I did not finish in time for WWDC. So I, I put, I put myself out into the world, my unfinished work out into the world saying like, Hey, if this makes Swift data happen for everyone, I'll be, I'm happy with that. Uh, and it did. Uh, so now's my chance to shine, uh, because, uh, I don't think anyone will care after this point. Uh, I am making a thing called Codable Data Store. Um, and it is uh, something that will allow you to save value types uh, to a database that's written entirely out of Swift. One of my main things is I hate the complexity that Core Data brings. It seems simple unless until you start dealing with persistent stores and saving and pers- like. Yep. Context and context. understanding any of that and background context, foreground. Like, I don't understand any of that. 
I try to understand it several times. And then once I feel like I'm starting to understand it, then migrations come in and they they pull the rug out from under me. So I don't think I'm ever going to be happy with anything based on core data. Uh, the fact that they said, oh, it's based on the proven uh, track record of core data. I'm like, yeah, that, that turned me away even more than <laughs> uh, than what it what it started with. So uh, I think I'm personally going to still continue developing uh, my codable data store. Um and I welcome everyone to follow along on GitHub if you want to learn on how databases work. Uh, one thing that I'm uh, going to be focusing on is the actual data that's saved to disk. I want it to be readable by a human. Uh, so that way, when things go wrong, you, the developer, can look at it and know, like, hey, I was not saving the right thing to my data store. This is what I saved, and it is wrong. But you have something to look at. Um, whereas with this, you like no clue how core data is saving things and it's SQLite, uh, store. So that's, that's my main goal, uh, is when, if you write an app with this and your app kind of goes out, um, with a, with a fizzle over the years and users want to get at their data, it's there. Like they can look at it. Um, they can write a piece of software to convert it. It shouldn't be complicated. So, so you're building the markdown of databases. The markdown of databases. Right. Yeah, I'm using it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounded exactly like what Groover tried to solve. Like, I hate this. You should have a simple, readable format. So I like that. Now I can't introduce a binary store version. That would be much more performant. Darn. Um, just, just just say it's like computer markdown. Computer markdown. Markdown for computers. Uh, but yeah, those are my main goals. Um, I have a whole list of goals. Those are one of the first things I wrote because I spent a lot of time walking in figure eights with a child in my arms and not a lot of time uh, typing. Uh, so that was about all I could write. Uh, but I'm starting to get there with the implementation little by little. Uh, it's all, it's all like solved in my head. I just need to get it into code. Uh, so the, the idea you. should work, uh, if you want to trust that for what it's worth, don't ever trust <laughs> that for what it's worth. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it can hold three objects. What are you talking about? There's no problem. <laughs> sure. sure. There's bit rot over the next few minutes. <laughs> Good data persistence. So yeah, anyways, that's that's my my uh, my thing that got Sherlocked. I had a different idea that I was hesitant to start, and I'm not going to talk about it here, uh, but I was hesitant to start it um, because I was sure that when Apple did reality OS or vision OS, th- it would be part of that. And like, there would be no point to me doing it. However, they didn't do that. So I have another Are idea sure? that's going to be targeted towards uh the vision pro um and uh hopefully it will be something that can help me become an independent developer one day i don't know uh but i will i will talk about that once it's a thing uh rather than uh before it's a thing because uh, it turns out when you talk about things before they're things they tend not to be made it's a weird psychological thing yeah your brain it it doesn't it, it work. did the work so it's like it doesn't ah, work satisfied. right yes yes it sucks. Yeah. So 
hopefully other motivators will keep it going past that. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's all I got. So on to Zelda. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>